Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. conversation and tonight we will have for you as we did last week we did have the speech from the rally from President Trump uh, that he had in Ohio and tonight we will have for you uh, the speech uh, from Trump's uh, July 3rd rally in Sarasota uh, Florida as part of his Save America tour and as we said last week uh, many are actually touting a Trump DeSantis ticket in 2024, which, of course, is certainly a possibility uh, with the Biden regime uh, doing nothing but help itself to have the same legacy as Carter, and they're certainly working on that. Uh, So in case you've missed a rally, Bart's Logic will have most of the president's speech. Uh, You can listen to it here, of course. Uh, We'll have, again, I said most of it, uh, because, of course, you'll have a difficult time finding it uninterrupted on YouTube, as, of course, eventually it'll probably 
be gone from all the different uh, social uh, networks. So it would be good to be able to come here to Bard's Logic to listen to the uh, speech where you'll be have a hard time finding it anywhere else. Of course, you can also get our commentary uh, of the of the speech. Uh, so as you do so, uh, please consider following the show. Of course, we appreciate you uh, sharing the podcast and the link uh, to your friends on social media and your emails. And America needs everyday citizens to make a difference and fight to keep our nation as our founding fathers envisioned these United States. Of course, now is the time to get involved. So we will have, uh, you know, talk to our friend Steve here uh, for a little bit before we play the uh, the audio. And again, if you missed the rally in Ohio, if you missed uh, hearing that, you could go to just next last week uh, to find that episode, which we actually have the speech in its entirety. Uh, on last week's episode, so uh, check that out here on, uh, you know, for you. So let's go ahead and bring in uh, Steve. Uh, thank you very much, Steve, for coming to the show. How you been? Uh, it's been uh, definitely a stress relief, man. Stress relief and learning what's going on out here. And uh, how's things going in Ohio? Things have been uh, stress relieving in Ohio. Well, uh, you know, it's good to have uh, you know Trump here. wasn't able to to, to make the uh, the rally, unfortunately, due to you know my work schedule. Uh, and it was like three and a half hours from around, so I really like to have been able to go. Uh, but I, I did find it interesting. I meant this last week. You know, also in Ohio. Uh, there was a, a judge in Franklin County uh, that's actually was, you know, lessening sentences to folks if they were to get the COVID nineteen shot. So it's, it's still kind of it's still kind of interesting. Well, I mean, we're we're pretty much opened up here uh, in Ohio as that as that goes. Um, and then you know we've got a couple candidates. One you know trying to get on the show. Uh, who's going to be running against our governor. Now, they did already say that, you know, agreed to come onto the show, just I, I haven't gotten a response back from, uh, you know, their scheduler yet on, on getting him on. I mean, they, they did agree, so hopefully they don't renege on uh, the agreement. And this was from the candidate himself, uh, Jim Ramsey, uh, who will be running against uh, Mike DeWine for governor of Ohio. Um, so he did state uh, – you know, through a, a message to me that, you know, he's coming on the show and to reach out to uh, uh, his scheduler, uh, Tom. So hopefully we'll be have a ball. But other than that, uh, you know, we're in the heights of summer here uh, in July, and we just had our Independence Day. Uh, how was your Independence Day, Steve? Uh, it was uh, pretty good. You know, uh, Indiana, things have been going pretty good. Um I was very surprised, like you said, about the Ohio um, to qualify for probation. You have to be vaccinated. I believe I heard that. And it was like the only state to offer that was Ohio's governor. I was like, wow. It's like, so we can't, I mean, you can't qualify for probation unless you 
So, yeah, they're trying to put the uh, handcuffs on the prisoners. They're trying to make sure they get the vaccine soon before they even try to apply for probation or parole. Wow. So yeah, Ohio. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And it, it wasn't it wasn't every case, but you know, and, he, and he even stated that but there have been cases where he said he would lessen their their time if they were you know, to get the COVID shot. And, and then over in California, I believe it's California. I was, I was I've been following not real closely, but following the uh, case of uh, Allison Mack. I'm you know, I'm a fan of hers, and the judge there was stating that. You couldn't even get into their courtroom uh, during the sentencing hearing uh, without showing proof, like showing your COVID, the vaccine card. I mean, that went for the the attorneys, that went for the media, that went to guests. You know, you had to show you actually had the COVID shot before you allow allow them in his courtroom. Wow. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. Judges are getting out of control. These are judges I think need to uh, be impeached or something. Yeah, they're they're either up for re-election. Some of those judges are appointed by the governor, like in the state of Florida. Uh, the governor appoints the the judges uh, that sit on the criminal case bench. Uh, so some states they're appointed by the governor. I think the majority of them are up for re-election though. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see so much, man. I think we're definitely living in the end times. We're going to see a mountain, you know, maybe show up. Like, just don't like lose, you know, lose it. You know, keep your mental facilities and faculties, and keep it all logical because they they want us to stress out about it and and go uh, go berserk and lose it. But yeah, it's pretty much you know red versus blue right now. I mean, you're seeing that all across the board. Um, so it, yeah, yeah. And I keep hearing about power yeah. outages coming. Uh, Operation Dark Winter. I keep hearing about uh, EMP attacks in China. And, you know, the, a lot of chatter that goes on and bitch you about uh, the future. About lots of chatter going on about China. And, how much land they own in Texas and all kinds of mm-hmm. all kinds of different uh, war gaming, rumors of wars, and that uh, it's going to be definitely uh, a very interesting future. Uh, yeah, lately I've been well, kind of de-stressing, trying to keep it all under control. Well, I will hope it tonight's uh, episode because we are going to play uh, Trump's rally. Uh, speech here in a little bit. Uh, did you get an opportunity to? Uh, I mean, I, I do think you know. I, I think he's got a good shot if he decides to run again, and I think he's going to uh, in 2024. I, I just, I just think with a lot of things that you just described, and if, if people you know do you know get out there and you know expose this type, these types of things, I think it's going to you know, make things even more likely uh, that Harris, because we we know. You know, we know Biden's not going to make it. He'd be lucky to make one year, much less four. Uh, so he won't even fill out his first term, I don't think, or first year of his term, I don't think. But I, four years, I don't think that, that's, you know, going to happen. I just don't think Harris has the, the gravitas, not about the only reason, uh, to be elected. But did you get the opportunity to see uh, the rally, uh, you know, in Ohio, or at least hear it on the show last week? Yes. 
Yes, uh, yeah, man, and number one, number one big time, you know, uh, as far as you know, getting the crowd together, I mean, you know, number one, I mean, it's just trying to prove that, you know, um, he came out on top, which is just insane. Like, there's so much evidence. And uh, trying to keep people to still have faith in the process and uh, not lose faith in the political process, which there's new laws coming that the Supreme Court backed up, voter laws that are there to help the next election. It's just trying to keep people engaged and so they don't lose faith in the political process, trying to keep their mental you know, faculties under control. And because, uh, you know, they want their people are out attacking Trump. They're still attacking Trump. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, uh, you got to do something, man. You can't fight like everybody. I mean, you're going to have to, whether it's DeSantis or Trump, you're going to have to get behind somebody, you know. Um, so just pick a candidate, pick a side, but um, you have, you know, all the, you know, com- complaining and less complaining and more coming up with solutions so we can logically go forward in the future and plan, you know, like we, you know, um, like if the power grid does go out, like what are the red states going to do, you know, planning and war game, what are we going to do if this happens or if that happens, you know, that's what we need. To me, we need to plan red states. Yeah, we need to plan, yeah. We can't depend on, uh, D.C. to uh, help us in the event of a major, major catastrophe. I mean, these guys can't take care of little small issues, you know, like 9-11, you know, let alone something big that's nationwide. So we just have to do some planning, and I think we'll be okay. Um, I don't even know if we'll make it to next year, you know, or to 2024, you know. I don't know. Biden was talking about going door to door. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, what, what, what he's got going on. You know, if, if they were. Well, I, well, I think there's gonna be a lot of people getting what? bit by by dogs if that happens. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, it's yeah. I think that's all talk. I can't imagine. Well, remember they? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think. I think they're just. I think it's talk at this point. Uh, no, I remember when the dead people you know, were talking about going door to door for contact tracing to see if people, mm. you know, had uh, had COVID, so they could say, "Have you had COVID?" Have you? And I mean, and that that never happened. So now, will mm. they have people come door to door to? Because supposedly, you know, he's saying, "Well, we're just going to have people go door to door to inform people about the uh, about the vaccine." But I mean, I, I really don't think that's going to. I mean, I really don't think it's going to happen. Uh, just like I don't, just like when they thought they were going to people do contact contact tracing. However, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know they're, they're they're trying all they can to do that. We just had an article last week about uh, you know about how they're trying to get you know contract tracing done on you know on people. So uh, we'll we'll see and how that next, pans out. My next out. prophecy board and my next prophecy. They're going to have uh, mobile strippers from the strip club. They're going to walk up to Bard's house, but <laughs> hey, we're offering a free lap dance in your house, Bard. As long as you get that shot, you sign up for a good shot. 
But it's important for Republicans, if they do go door-to-door, just informing people, if they knock on your door, do not be pulling guns on them. Cause that it could be another strategy to entice Republicans to do something illegal, like pull a gun on them for no reason when all they were doing was handing out pamphlets or something. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that yeah. way, yeah, then, then they'll have a legal like justification. To, yeah. 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 Yeah, and trap people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, and we're not surprised exactly. for them to try to use their trapping tactics. Exactly. Yeah, we're not and surprised you at all. Vi- I, don't be surprised. You'll be on video. Yeah, don't do anything. I expect the entire interaction, if they're knocking on doors, handing out pamphlets, it's probably all going to be on video and recorded. So don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like they were GPS marking during the census, like they would GPS mark the front door when they were doing the census years ago. Like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of the same thing, but do not pull guns on them uh, unless it's absolutely necessary for self-defense. Do not uh, fall for the entrapment because they're probably going to have you on video if you do something stupid. So then they can well, that's going to be dangerous, too, something. because, I mean, I mean if, if they actually do this, and we're going to play the audio of the rally in a little bit, but, uh, I mean, they actually – I think it could be dangerous because how many people, especially for people who are really want to know about information about the vaccine, let's say there are people mm-hmm. out there who really want that information from, from the government. I can't believe there would be a ton of them, but uh, I'm sure there's probably some people out there. Uh, and my concern is, is, I mean, you're going to get a lot of posers out there. You're going to get a lot of people who are going to dress up like a so-called government official, have fake pamphlets. Someone's going to open up their door to them, you know, to say, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to get information about the COVID vaccine, you know, 19 vaccine. And these people are actually aren't from the government. They're actually criminals who are going to, you know, invade your home or attack you. Now, these things might be rare occasions if they were to happen at all, Mm -hmm. but I certainly think it opens up for those type of things to happen because, you know, I mean, people will, if they have an opportunity to commit crime, people are unfortunately going to do it, especially with the lax, uh, you know, the lax from prosecutors these days. So I could certainly, I could certainly see something like that happening. Yeah, you are not required to open the door. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm sorry, Bart. You're not required to open your door. Ohio has a state constitution. Indiana has a state constitution. So keep that in mind, too. Your state also has a constitution that it, it abides by as well. But, no, you're not required to open your door. and No one's no one's allowed to just bang your door down. No, it's not going to be SWAT teaming and like in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina where they were doing gun confiscation. All of that stuff is against your local state's constitution. So none of that stuff should be going on. People need to know that, too, their rights. Yeah, but go ahead, Bart. So certainly. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to key up that uh, the rally. I hope you uh, and those listening, whether you're listening live or listening to uh, the podcast. I hope you enjoy uh, Trump's speech here in Sarasota, Florida, and we'll be getting back uh, to folks with my and whoever's on the line at the Times comments. So let me get that uh, keyed up for everybody. I stopped him, and the next day I got a call from head of Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. 
And they said, uh, sir, you stopped payment on the money that the United States was, in brackets, stupidly sending us. You stopped payment, sir, why? I said, because you're not taking back people that should be in your country. You're forcing them into ours, and you're not letting us bring them back. And we're not going to pay you ever again. We're not giving you anything. They said, but, sir, there must be a misunderstanding. We would love to have MS-13 back. Please, please send that. So the following day, they all went back, and we sent them back by the thousands. And they reversed that, and they reversed our asylum reforms, and they halted the border wall, and they shut down ICE, the brave, great patriots of ICE, and instituted catch and release nationwide. And you know what that is. You catch someone, a criminal, a murderer, you take the name, they don't have much of an address, and you release them into our country. Congratulations. You've got a nice murderer now, and you have him by the thousands. In just five months, the Biden administration has created a crisis of unthinkable proportions. Illegal immigration is up nearly 1,000% from when I was president. And at this time in 2020, think of it, there has never been anything like the border that we created. And people could come into our country, but they had to come into our country legally. Arrivals of migrant alien youth are up nearly 500%. And they're being resettled in cities and towns all across the United States at taxpayer expense. And you know, they have suicide watch for so many of these young children. They're on suicide watch because the way they're being treated and the way they were treated, you've seen them. They get them dropped off the wall. They drop them from a 30-foot wall. But there are many of them on suicide watch. But that's not all. American taxpayers are now being forced to pay for the relatives of illegal aliens to be flown here to join them in the United States. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Because it's called chain migration. You know what chain migration is? Somebody comes, whether he's killer, not killer, drug dealer, not, he comes here, he's allowed to bring in his mother, his father, his sister, his brother, his aunt, his uncle, his grandfather, his grandmother. He's allowed to bring in anybody he wants or she wants, and we don't want that, and we ended it, and now they're opening it up again. They're bringing people in by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions, by the way. You know, when they report they're up almost a 1,000%, they don't, they don't know, because for everyone you catch, they say five times, they say multiply times five, I say multiply at times more than 10 times, more than 10 times. They're destroying our country. We are witnessing an illegal mass migration that is planned, facilitated, funded, aided, and abetted by the far-left Democrats, who, thanks to a totally rigged and dishonest election, now control the United States government. Think of that. Think of that. Think of that. But that didn't happen in Florida, did it? Just as I predicted under Joe Biden, America has no borders. And if his policies are not reversed immediately, we will have no country. And, you know, I watch every once in a while some of our great people in Congress who are here. We have a lot of great people here tonight, and we're going to introduce some of them, and we have great representatives. But I watch them say, oh, we have to immediately go back to the Trump policy. Not that easy. Like, you've got to make a new deal with these countries. You've got to make new deals with Mexico. I have a great relationship 
with the president of Mexico. He may be a socialist, but I like him a lot. Is that okay? It's okay to get along with heads of other countries, don't you think? You know, he gave us free 28,000 soldiers to protect our border. Free! I got them for nothing. But I promised not to put tariffs on his cars, but that's okay. You know, they sold 32% of our automobile manufacturing business over a 30-year period. I'd say that's a lot. But he's terrific, and we got along great. He did a great job, and one of the reasons we brought it down so low. And he doesn't want people coming from all over the world traipsing through Mexico. By the way, they come from the Middle East. They come from lots of places. You don't want to know about it. Tonight, I want to speak to every border agent, ICE officer, and law enforcement professional who Joe Biden has cruelly betrayed. He's betrayed. They lied during the campaign. I told you they were lying, but a lot of people didn't believe me. They lied like hell. Did they lie about energy? Remember, we want energy. That closes on everything. You will not be energy independent for another two weeks. I'll tell you what, in another couple of weeks, you're not going to be in I was so proud. We are energy independent. We didn't need the Middle East. We didn't need Russia. We didn't need anybody. In two weeks, in two weeks, you will not be energy independent. They're canceling leases. They're stopping drilling. They want to go to windmills, right? Windmills. Wind. Wind. Oh, boy, oh, boy. They want to go. Let's go build a windmill house. And if the wind isn't blowing, don't worry about it, darling. We'll have to learn to live a different way. I think it's so sad. You know, I'm not against a lot of things, but when I see these big towers, these big wind towers that are rotting and rusting and they make a lot of noise and they drive down the value of your homes if you happen to be in earshot or sight and it's very intermittent energy, it's not good, and they're ruining our fields, they're ruining our oceans, and they're all made in China, and they're all made in Germany. Germany and China make 100% of those big wind towers. So they got to be laughing at us. It's so sad. You saw what happened in Texas. They froze up. Got a little cold. They froze up. I think uh, Texas, uh, you have a great governor in Texas. I think that Texas should say, no more wind. We've got so much oil and gas, they don't know what to do with it. 500 years worth. To all law enforcement, I want you to know that the American people thank you. They believe in you. They love you. They respect you. They need you. And we are going to fight for you. Law enforcement's been treated very badly, but we love you. I just met a lot of them backstage. I'll tell you, these are, these are great people. We're going to elect a Republican Congress to terminate Joe Biden's open border catastrophe defund his extreme agenda, and give our ICE and Border Patrol the resources, support, and gratitude they so richly deserve. The Socialist Democrats have not only brought chaos and bedlam to the border, they brought every bad thing you can have to this border. This border is a disaster. By defunding police, and by the way, do you hear the new one? It was the Republicans. You know what they do? It's called disinformation. Like Russia, Russia, Russia. Trump was so friendly with Russia. Trump worked for Russia. You know, they say it over and over on the fake news media. Oh, there's a lot of them back. Ooh. Oh, boy. Trump loves Russia. You know, I'm the one that exposed the pipeline. I shut down the pipeline to Europe. I don't think they like me too much. 
But, you know, they say it over and over. And so now they're getting killed by the defund the police, which they're doing, by the way. But they're getting absolutely killed. So all of a sudden they said today, I heard, and there's a word, disinformation. It's called this. If you say it enough and keep saying it, just keep saying They'll start to believe you. We can't let that happen. Because now they're saying the Republicans wanted to defund the police. I said, you know, I heard it for the first time. I said, you know, did I hear that wrong? Please uh, play that over again. You know, nowadays we can actually play things over again. I said, play it over again. It was the Republicans' fault. It is such a disaster what these people do. It's disinformation. They say it again and again and again. And after months and months of hearing it, and we have no free press anymore. The free press is truly gone. Other than a few sources, it's gone. So they get away with this stuff. We cannot let it happen. We have to be much tougher, stronger, and smarter. We have to be. By defunding police, abolishing cash bail, and releasing tens and tens and tens of thousands of dangerous criminals from jail, the radical left is bringing a nightmare of mayhem and lawlessness to every city, every suburb, and every community in America. You know, when, when they come in through these jails, they don't stay there. They go all throughout your beautiful community. That includes Florida and Ohio and Iowa and every other state in the union. Joe Biden canceled our program to send federal law enforcement to cities overrun by violent crime. Isn't it interesting to know that every one of those cities is Democrat, leaving innocent Americans at the mercy of brutal gangsters and ruthless killers? People are afraid to go into those cities. Now the murder rate has just seen its largest single-year increase in history, all in Democrat-run cities and areas. Think of that. Now, how do they recover from that? Look at Chicago, such a great city, and now look at what's happened. Look at New York. The prosecutors never want to talk about anybody that murdered. They don't want to talk about anybody that's trafficking in drugs. They're letting the people out by the thousands. The bloodshed is beyond belief. This week, a 21-year-old U.S. Marine was hit by a stray bullet in broad daylight while standing in the middle of Times Square. 78 people were shot in Chicago last week alone. Now, just think of that. You know, we talk, 78 people. You know, people are sort of thinking about other things. Maybe you're not having a great time. Is everybody having a great time tonight? Even though the subject is a negative one, eventually this subject will be the most positive one you've ever been involved in, okay? Now, these rallies are incredible. They all want the sir, when are you bringing back the rally? And I'm so glad this is one of our great early rallies. And this area is so great. We won Florida by a lot. We won Florida by a lot. So, you know, I live in Florida. I'm a citizen of Florida. Listen to this. Uh, when I was down here, thank you very much, but I turned on television, commercial after commercial after commercial. I think they spent $240 million in Florida. One lightweight put up $100 million of negative ads. I don't know. He was jealous because he did so poorly in a debate. Something happened. Put up 
a hundred million. They spent hundreds of millions. I turned on every commercial was a kill. I called my people. I said, how the hell can I win Florida? They said, sir, you're going to win in a landslide. And that's what happened. That's what happened. pretty amazing. Because ultimately, the people are really smart. They don't get enough credit. If you want law and order and justice, you have only one choice. You must vote Republican or MAGA. MAGA, we love MAGA. Make America great again. Vote Republican. We have some good news, right? America first. Save America. But there's something about MAGA. Just keeps coming back, right? MAGA. MAGA country. Even while the Democrat extremists let murderers, rapists, drug dealers, and dangerous criminals run wild in Democrat cities, they're corrupting and weaponizing the law against their political opponents. Oh, gee, I'm so surprised. Radical left New York City and state prosecutors who have allowed crime to skyrocket. To re- we have never seen anything like what's happened. Record levels. Record murders up a percentage that's not even possible. And outrageously and shamefully continuing the greatest witch hunt. That's what they do. They go and target me. They target, I've been targeted since I came down the escalator. Remember Mueller, the 18 angry Democrats? Remember that? They had more resources. They spent $48 million. And in the end, they said there was no collusion. I couldn't believe they came up with that. A friend of mine said, you have to be the cleanest guy in history. Think of it. Two and a half years, 48 million, the Mueller report, no collusion. This is the kind of persecution that they're doing as an example in New York, and they're doing it all over, that you would see in a third world nation. This isn't for us. It's reminiscent of a communist dictatorship targeting your political opponents for... Really, it is, it is, uh, think of it, prosecution. They prosecute people, good people, fabulous people, people that love our country, honest people, fabricating charges to try and silence them, abusing the justice system and leaking out information on a daily basis in the press to engage in flagrant character assassination. Every day I pick up the paper, hey, what did they leak out today? It's unprecedented, unheard of, and totally unacceptable in America for prosecutors to run for office on a promise to get their political enemies. How about the one New York State? We're going to get Trump. I'm running. She's running. I'm going to get Trump. I promise. Knows nothing about me. All she knows, she's going to get me from the day she got in. I'm going to get Trump. But you know, the people are wise to it. The people are, they people get it. I'm going to get Trump. Vote for me. I don't know a damn thing about him, but I'm going to get him. But even if they've committed no crimes, no problems, it's a fascist and authoritarian, and the people who talk about democracy are literally destroying it before our very eyes. Nobody can believe the things that we're witnessing, so many things. After hundreds of subpoenas, and that includes Mueller and all of the Congress where I was, I have been, think of it, probably no president has done more than we have, the Trump administration, including him, with the military, with the lowest taxes, the biggest tax cut ever, with 
the biggest regulation cuts. Uh, we've built Space Force for so many things. By the way, we developed a vaccine in nine months instead of five years, okay, which everybody's big, big deal, lots of big deals. But, but just think of it. We did all of this and constantly under investigation by the radical left. From day one, from the day I came down the escalator with your great and beautiful future first lady. Right from that then. They do love our first lady, I will say. She's great. She is great. And she loves you and she says hello. After over three million pages of documents, think of that, three million Pages, great company, big, big company, great company. They don't give you credit for that. I used to get a lot of credit. I get credit from the people that know. Four years of searching dozens and dozens of interviews and millions and millions of dollars spent of taxpayer funds, all wasted. The radical left continues to search for crime and wreck lives, break laws, Violate every principle of justice, fairness, and liberty. You see it. You see it on a constant basis. It's really called prosecutorial misconduct. It's a terrible, terrible thing. There's no depth to which the radical left will not sink to stop our Make America Great Again movement. Think of it. New York prosecutors did not go after a single financial firm after the 2008 financial crisis caused by all of those firms, which devastated and almost destroyed our country. No one was ever held accountable. No one. They did not go after Hunter Biden or his father for major crimes. You know, Joe was totally in on it. Look, you know, Joe said, I didn't know anything about it. A report came out today in the New York Post and actually by some great reporters. New York Post has done an incredible job. But where Joe Biden knew everything. He knew everything. Hunter Biden, what they did with money pouring in from Russia, from Ukraine, from China, they didn't go after Hillary Clinton and her foundation. They didn't touch her. They leave Democrats alone no matter how bad they are, but they've mobilized every power of government to come after me, my family, my wonderful employees, and my company solely because of politics. They want to do things to hurt us. We're too smart, we're too good, I think we're too good, and we're too united. Because remember this, the Democrats have horrible policy. Think of it, open borders, sanctuary cities. I mean, the policies are so, defund the police, it's their policy, remember. Don't let them talk anybody out of that. But they have horrible policy, but they stick together. They're very vicious people, far more vicious than Republicans. I don't know why. I wish, I wish I could say that we would fight back the way they fight. But they do have one thing that's good. They stick together. You don't have Mitt Romney and little Ben Sass and these people. You don't have these people. They stick together, and I respect that. The harder I fight for you, the harder they come after me. Crime is rampant on our streets of these cities. And these prosecutors refuse to prosecute even for murder, deadly assault, robbery, drug, and human trafficking. They refuse to prosecute. The only one they want to prosecute is me or Republicans. How many of the Congress people are under investigation? 
They're letting thousands and thousands of criminals out of jail. You saw it was just announced. They're letting all these people, many of them, look at the people they're letting, and these people are going on the streets. There's no cash bail, there's no justice, and the people are afraid to go to our Democrat-run cities. I don't like going. They're afraid to go. Who the hell wants to go? And yet they go after good, hard-working people for not paying taxes on a company car. Company car. You didn't pay taxes on the car or a company apartment. You used an apartment because you need an apartment because you have to travel too far where your house says you didn't pay tax. Or education for your grandchildren. I don't even know. Do you have to? But does anybody know the answer to that stuff? Okay? But they indict people for that. But for murder and for selling massive amounts of the worst drugs in the world that kill people left and right, that's okay. Think of it. Think of how unfair it is. Never before has New York City and their prosecutors or perhaps any prosecutors criminally charged a company or a person for fringe benefits. Fringe benefits. Murder's okay, human trafficking, no problem, but fringe benefits, you can't do that. Every abuse, and by the way, every company and every, who the hell, they, people don't even know. They don't even know. Every abuse and attack they throw my way is solely because I have been fighting for you against the corrupt establishment. That's all it is. I mean, you know how many investigations? They've all seen this. Mueller, he spent $48 million. He saw it. They also, many people, they saw it. But this last group, the radical left, they said, listen, we failed in Washington to get him. Here's the papers. See if you can take him out, New York. Radical left New York. It's because I have called for their, and I called them, out on the lies and exposed their incompetence and taken away their power and perhaps most importantly, it's because I got, we got, I got 75 million votes. And by the way, and by the way, it's probably a lot more than that. But that's by far the most of any sitting president in history. Thank you. by far the most of any sitting president in the history of our country, far more than Obama, far more than anybody. And again, uh, how many more would we have gotten with fair elections? How many? I can tell you, I think many millions and millions, but a lot of things are happening. Watch this state tune. I want to... Uh, Thank so many of the states. To look at what's going on in some of the states. It's incredible what they're doing because they get it. And I'm far more popular now than on Election Day because the people have watched what the hell has happened to our country in just a very short period of time. What they are doing is a disgrace to our nation.
It's really an atrocious abuse of power. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. And the American people will not stand for it. I know that. Now, we're thrilled to be joined tonight by many outstanding Republican leaders. And they're really friends of mine, and they're warriors. And there are a few here that I'm not going to introduce because they're not warriors. So the hell with them. Who cares? They're not warriors. They're not warriors. But these people are incredible, and these are the kind of people we need. And these are the people that made our country great. These are the people with the attitudes. This is what made our country great, and they are amazing. Representative Greg Scooby. Vern Buchanan. Vern, thank you. Thank you, Vern. A very shy man, Mike Waltz. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Great job you're doing, Mike. Somebody with an unbelievable future. I wish I had his future. I want his future. Byron Donalds. I knew that right away, right? I gave him an endorsement. I met him. I said, I'm endorsing him. It took about 12 minutes. A friend of mine, a great guy, he's fighting, 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 and I guess they don't like people to do that. But he's somebody who's very special in so many ways, and he's a very brave guy, Matt Gates. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Another warrior and somebody that really loves this state. You know who it is? You know who it is, right? Gus Bilirakis. Gus Bilirakis. He's uh, somebody that fights like hell. Where is he? Gus. Thank you, Gus. Scott Franklin. You know Scott? Thanks, Scott. And a woman who's become a friend of mine, she's incredible, and I guarantee you nobody's going into her house unless they have approval. There was no games, right? He's, he's screaming out, Lauren, it's Lauren. Lauren Bobert. Nobody's going into your house, Lauren, don't worry. On top of it, I just met her husband, and definitely nobody's going into our house. Thanks, Mark. Vice Chair of the Florida GOP, Christian Ziegler. Christian, thank you. Great job. Great job on the election. My son, Don, who got up and made a speech, did he do a good job? Did he do a good job? People love Don. He's a great guy. And Kimberly Guilfoyle, I listened to their speeches. They were great. And I just want to thank all of them and others that are here. And uh, We have a lot of people from our Republican Party. They fought like hell in this election against a lot of odds because the money that was spent is unprecedented, and we won easily. We won by a lot, by a record. And I just want to thank them all and uh, the people from Congress and the people from the Republican Party. Uh, what a job you did, and thank you very much. Thank you. I also want to thank a group that's called Right Side Broadcasting Network for their long-time coverage of our incredible movement.
You know, they got banned because they held a speech or something, and they got banned from where? They got banned. And they don't give a damn. They're out there. They're fighters. They've been so great. And uh, OEN and Newsmax and a lot of lot of great people. A lot of great. We're getting the word out like never before. It's been amazing. This is all live stuff. And a lot of cameras are going right now. That's good. Thank you very much. I don't want to mention bad about anybody because they'll turn those cameras off immediately. And I also want to thank... A man who is a true fighter. You do not want to fight with him. These are tough guys, but don't fight with this guy. Jorge Masvidal, because he brought Miami to a level that nobody thought a Republican could get to. And Jorge, I want to thank you very much. You are really, he is truly a warrior. Even our folks from Congress would say Jorge is a warrior. A very special thanks also to Sky King Fireworks and, you know, You know, Sky King uh, said, we are big fans and we want to do a great show. So I'll let you know if it's any good because right after I'm finished, we're going to have the best fireworks you've ever seen. I'm staying. I'm staying. Sky King. And the Sarasota Republican Party, led by my good friend, Florida Republican Party Chairman, Joe Gruders, for tonight's fireworks show. Where's Joe? I love Joe. Joe gave me the man of the year. Before I ever did this, he gave me man of the year twice. He gave it to me once, and then he gave it to me during Romney's convention because he probably knew where Romney was going, and that wasn't to a victory. But it was during the convention, and he, I said, you know, I have a little conflict. I have the convention. He said, I'll take the award. I came, I came to Sarasota, I think, that night or the night before, and uh, Joe has done a fantastic job. Thank you very much, Joe. Appreciate it. And other people that have been incredible, my people came up, they said, please, sir, would you do us a favor? Why? Would you thank the Sarasota Police and Fire Departments for the incredible job? And I said, yes, I will. Yes, I will. And they said, sir, also, please, sir, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office and all of law enforcement here tonight from all over Florida, we thank you, we love you, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Look at those people. Nobody's going to mess with them. Nobody's messing with them. But they were incredible tonight. You know, we had a lot of people came into this area. They came in quickly. And with you came the storms, and then you sat, and you got drenched. Is everybody drenched? Well, you don't have to worry about taking a shower tonight. That's so clean. That water is so clean and nice. Each and every one of us here tonight is part of a movement unlike anything the world has ever seen before. It's true. Never been a movement. Never been a movement like this. You know, I know people, good people, they've gone into Republican primaries, Democrat primaries, and they did, you know, really well. They came in second, third, fourth, and they became famous for the rest of their lives and their commentators. And they're good. We won the presidency. We changed the world. We gained respect all over the world for our country again. And wait till you see what's going to happen, because great, great things are going to happen for our country. There's never been anything like it. There's never been anything like it. We've already accomplished more than anyone thought even possible. 
And that's despite, as I said before, all of the everyday subpoenas, this subpoenas. You know, Congress has sent back hundreds and hundreds every day on a daily basis. We get subpoenas. They want to see this. They want to see that. Somebody said to me, very smart person, one of the smartest people, actually, very successful, said, could I ask you a question? First of all, how do you take it? I said, I don't know. It almost becomes like part of the work program. How do you take it? How the hell do you take it? And they ask me that question a lot. How do you do this? But what we've done is something that nobody thought possible. How do you do it? We do it because I love what we've done. And what we've done is going to get better and better. And the beautiful thing about what happened is now people can see how bad it can go and how quickly it can be taken away. And we can't let that happen. We can't let that happen. And to think, to think that we were all set. I'll tell you what. We would have had a deal with Iran in one week. One week. Thank you. I love you, too. Look at that. I love you, too. Thank you. Thank you. We would have had a deal with Iran in one week. We had done such a great job in China. You know the story with China. We made one of the greatest trade deals ever made, but... Once the plague came in from China, I felt much – I don't even talk about it, but it's helped our farmers a lot and our manufacturers, and, and they have lived up to that deal. I will say that about China. Uh, but it's, uh, it's just a terrible thing. And so many other things were happening that were so positive. You know, North Korea, President Obama told me that North Korea is going to be the biggest problem. I got along with Kim Jong-un. I got along with him. And it was only a very corrupt – election that slowed us down. But good things are going to happen. Remember, we passed record-setting tax cuts. We imposed massive regulation cuts. We adopted pro-American energy policy and achieved, uh, so sad to say it, because you're not going to have it anymore. Look at that beautiful price that you're paying now in gasoline. Aren't you happy at $3.50? You know what? In a year from now, you'll be extremely happy at 350 because it's going to go a hell of a lot higher. 187 to 350, but we had it done. American energy independence, I was so proud of that. We fought for fair trade because every country in the world was ripping off the United States. The European Union was almost as bad as China, but nobody wants to say that. You know, it's Europe. Nobody wants to say. And then we got them to pay NATO, NATO. $430 billion because they weren't paying their bills. So I said, listen, you're ripping us off on trade. You know the expression, how many Chevrolets do you find in the middle of Munich? Not too many, like maybe one. I doubt it. I doubt it. And yet they send their cars in by the millions. Now, they didn't treat us well and they don't, but uh, big changes were made, being made and made and made. But together we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. Think of it. Before the plague came in, before the plague came in, and then when the plague did come in, the China virus came in, we did it again. We did it again. And you have a great economy. If we didn't have the strong foundation, and the radical left used to look for any country. India at the time was doing pretty well. 
Look at how well India is doing. Now, really, how well is India doing? They got a lot of problems. Look at how well this country, this country, they have suffered at a level that nobody ever thought. But all these countries, and they were only doing it trying to compare us to a country that they thought at the time was doing well. They didn't do too well. Because what India and others are going through right now is not even thinkable. Not even thinkable. And what we're doing now is we're, if they don't kill it with inflation and all the factors, because you're going to see some things that are happening that are very bad. They're doing some very dangerous and very bad things. But we've never had an economy like we had before. And we built it because the foundation was so strong. Remember this. We had 160 million people working. We were never even close to that. African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, women, women, young people, people with a diploma, people without a diploma, people from MIT, Harvard, and Wharton, they did great. People that didn't go to the best schools did great. Everybody was doing great. And actually, I was getting calls from people on the left Let's get together. I'm telling you, it was starting. I was starting to see that there was going to be unity. And then we got hit by the plague and we had to get to work. But I was starting to see things because they couldn't fight it. We never had better employment numbers. We never had every group was making more than they had ever made before. And the biggest beneficiary were blue-collar workers. It was a beautiful thing to watch. And I'm telling you, had we not been hit by the plague. This country would be very unified. I really believe it. Can you believe that? And I'm never sure, you know, I wouldn't have said that, but I was getting calls from people that you would not have believed. Very friendly calls. They couldn't believe what was happening. And then we got hit and we had to do it again. And we did it twice. We did it twice. During the pandemic, we produced three vaccines in record time. And remember, three to five years, they said. And they said, but it probably won't happen. I got it done in less than nine months. What a difference. What a difference. And you have to have your freedom as to taking it and all of that, but what a difference. What a great thing. And that's for the world. Had we not had that, we wouldn't all be here tonight. We wouldn't be here. It would be a whole different world tonight. And I'm talking world, not just the United States. What we saved. I think we would have had another 1917 Spanish flu. That's what I believe. We're close to 100 million people, they say, died. But while Joe Biden now wants credit for all of our successes, do you remember during the inauguration, he said he created the vaccine? I said, no, Joe, we gave you the vaccine on December 11th. Remember, we put it into your arm to keep you safe, Joe. His radical agenda and far-left policies have already begun to destroy our country. Biden canceled the American Keystone XL pipeline. Can you believe that? 48,000, Joe. And he approved the Russian pipeline to Europe. Not even that. And they say Trump wasn't tough on Russia. Really? I stopped their pipeline. The single greatest source of income for Russia was their pipeline. I stopped it. And this guy immediately let it go through. So what's that all about? Trump wasn't tough on Russia. And I actually had and have a very good relationship with President Putin. But that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a very good thing. And until the plague came in, I had a very good relationship with President Xi of China. And I have a very good relationship with Kim Jong-un. And isn't it nice that you can actually 
have those relationships. And you know what? And with the European leaders, even though they knew I wasn't going to take their nonsense because they rip us off at a level that you've never seen before outside of China and a couple of others. Biden re-entered the job-killing Paris Climate Accord. Okay? That's going to cost us a trillion dollars that you have to close a lot of factories. It was a big mistake to do it. China doesn't kick into that deal for many, many years. Russia kicks in at the lowest level. And we're going to pay trillions of dollars for that, lose lots of business. It's a disaster. You know, one thing that happened, the World Health Organization. So when I pulled out of that because they blew every conceivable thing having to do, they said, keep your country open, I closed it. Don't forget, you know, people said, why didn't you fire Fauci? I said, I didn't have to. I always did the opposite of what he said. So why should I fire him? He said, keep the country open. And I had a good relationship with him. Honestly, I had a pretty good relationship. He said, just call me Tony, sir. I call him, just call me Tony. I said, sir, just call me Tony. He's a hell of a promoter, though. Don't you agree? Remember, no masks. Masks are terrible. Don't wear masks. And now he's a uh, radical masker. Have three masks, and if you can, put on goggles and a helmet. Different kind of a deal. But Biden's pushing now the largest tax hike in history. I gave you the largest tax decrease in the history of our country. That's what I mean about their policies. How the hell can open borders, tax increases, all of these things, sanctuary cities, all of the crap they want to teach our kids in school, how can that be good? You know what? If they had good policy, I think they'd be hard to beat, but their policy is so bad. It's so radical and it's so sick that they really aren't going to do well, and I think we're going to have already less than a year and a half away. Can you believe that? We're going to show them. We're going to show them. We have great people like these people. And we're going to show them Joe Biden's infrastructure plan would annihilate America's suburbs by abolishing single-family home zoning here in Florida and nationwide. And the reason they mention that is because I wrote all of that stuff off. You know that. I used to campaign on the suburbs. Then they say, how did Trump do with women in the suburbs? I think I did very well. I think. You know, a great pollster, John McLaughlin, I got 63 million votes, and John McLaughlin said, Sir, if you get 64 or 65, the election is over, you win. Because most presidents go down in the second term when they run. Obama went way down. He won the second time. You know, his competition was Romney. Who the hell is he going to beat Romney? In, in one of the worst campaigns in history. It was an embarrassment. But he beat Romney, but he went down. He got fewer votes. And they go, this is John, great pollster. He goes, sir, I will tell you, if you can get 64 million or 65 million, there is no way you can lose the election. I got 75 million, and they said, you lost The USA Today explained Biden's deranged socialist scheme with, quote, a house with a white picket fence and a big backyard for the 4th of July barbecue celebration may be a staple of the American dream. But experts and local politicians say multifamily zoning is the key to combating climate change. Always climate change. And remember this, climate change. You only have nine years left. Right? Remember where AOC got up? We have 12 years. Well, we might have problems. We better be careful about nuclear and our... But you're not going to... 
worry about it. You're just going to do everything right. You'll be fine. But we have, because of climate change, 12 years to live. We're down to now nine. Is anybody nervous about it? Somehow I'm not. I'm not. But racial injustice and nation's growing housing crisis. And that was the quote. In other words, if Biden and the radical Democrats get their way, you can kiss your suburbs, your 4th of July, your barbecue, and you can kiss the American dream goodbye. You know that. And by the way, when we, when we draw a crowd, so this is not even an election. Now, we are looking at the election, but more than looking at it. But you know what? There's not even an election. But if we come out to Florida or a few days ago, like Ohio or wherever we go, we have tens of thousands of people show up. That means you're damn unhappy and you're looking for hope. You're looking for hope. And you're right, because they're going to destroy our country. The leftist Democrats truly seem to hate our country and really despise our way of life. And it's hard to believe that they can. You know, you think about it. We want good education. We want a strong military. We want borders. We want uh, all the different things. We want to have income. We want so many basic things. It's so easy. Space Force is wonderful. They didn't want to have Space Force. They, all of these things, all of these things, it's so basic. You know, I actually call it the party of common sense. Somebody said, are you a very strong conservative? I said, you know, I guess so, but I'm really a person that believes in common sense. I don't want to have the open borders. I don't want to have open borders. I don't want to have sanctuary cities that are protecting criminals, murderers, all sorts of people. I don't want to have that. I want to have great education. I want to have a powerful, powerful military. I want to have powerful and wonderful law enforcement. They don't. They want to defund the police. And Joe Biden is perhaps the most unpatriotic president in American history in that sense. He canceled the 4th of July fireworks display at Mount Rushmore. Now, think of it, you know, Christy, great governor, she came to me. Christy, you know, she came to me, sir. For many, many years, we haven't been able to do fireworks at Mount Rushmore. I said, why? They say it's the environment, and they say it's dangerous. I said, really? Is there anything that's going to catch your fire? No, sir. I said, yeah, it's all stone, right? Stone. Stone's not going to burn. And I approved it three years ago. They had some of the most beautiful... There's almost nothing we can do in Sarasota to top it. If this fireworks company does anything close, I'll be very impressed, okay? But we had fireworks at Mount Rushmore that was so incredible. And it's all stone. It's stone. And it was wonderful. And then I saw the other day that they refused to allow it to happen again. I think they do it in spite. It's so ridiculous. It's so sad. The left wants to cancel the heroes on Mount Rushmore. They actually want to take... Mount Rushmore, you've heard this. I mean, nobody's surprised. They want to take down the Jefferson Memorial. They probably don't want to take it down. They want to take the statue of Thomas Jefferson out and replace it with somebody. By the way, let me tell you, you're not going to be happy with the person they want to replace him with. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Jefferson is being removed from the Jefferson Memorial and being replaced with the Reverend Al Sharpton. I don't think so. No. Well, nobody would have a problem with that. 
No, I could name plenty that they want to replace them with, and uh, not good. It's not good. It's not acceptable. Not acceptable. We stopped that. That was going to. They were heading that way, and I signed the bill. If you touch it, you go to jail for ten years. And everyone turned around and they went back home. Ladies and gentlemen, the Thomas Jefferson Memorial is now going to be replaced by Joe Biden. President Biden is going to replace. You know, one thing I'll say, he made the State of the Union thing. And honestly, it was sad. It was sad. And I felt badly for him. I do, because I want what's good for the country. This was a very sad situation. And Nancy was behind him. She had the single biggest mask I've ever seen on a human being. His mask went from her hair all the way down to here. The biggest mask I've ever seen. And he was making it. He had a hard time with the speech. He was stumbling a lot. A lot, of bad, a lot of bad things were happening with that speech. And I said, that's really sad. And then I turned on MSDNC and CNN. I just wanted to see what they uh, thought. And they go, uh, this was one of the truly great speeches of our time. You know, FDR, a lot of people here might not like FDR, but he was a great, elegant speaker, right? The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Right, remember how beautiful the words were so beautiful. The voice was so beautiful. The brain actually worked well. It was a good brain. And one of them on CNN said, this very much compares to the late, great FDR. They said that. And that's why their credibility has gone down the tubes. They were comparing his speech which was sad, it was sad. They were comparing it to FDR. No, that doesn't work. But their credibility is at an all-time low. The media, the fake news media is at an all. Did I have anything to do with that? I think so. I think it's one of my greatest achievements. I think one of my greatest achievements is explaining to people that the media in this country is corrupt, and it's corrupt. It's gonna go down as one of my greatest achievements. Camera just went off. Two cameras just went off. They don't like it when I do. I like to give them warning so they could just go to a commercialism. Biden canceled my 1776 commission to honor America's founding within hours of taking office almost immediately. Great people were put on that commission. Great, great patriots. He canceled the National Garden of American Heroes. It was going to the great state of Tennessee. And he announced one year ago tonight to celebrate, this was announced about a year ago. We were going to Tennessee. We were going to build beautiful, magnificent statues to the greatest people in the history of our country. He canceled it. Why? Why would you do that? It was going to Tennessee. The Biden White House publicly took the side of the Olympic athlete who denounced the national anthem and who shunned our great. And in place of old-fashioned love of America, the Biden administration has new rules pushing hateful Marxist critical race theory into our children's schools and into our military. The poisonous left-wing doctrine is flagrant racism. It's plain and simple. It's pure, plain racism. It has no place in our schools, in our military, or in our country. When we take back Congress, Republicans must defund immediately 
critical race theory in our military and refuse to pass any spending bill that does not stop these mine trainings and restore order to our borders. With Joe Biden and the radical left, it is always America last. It's America last. Look at what he's doing. It's America last. Other countries are laughing at us. They, are, they can't even believe it. When I was president, it was always America first, and our country was respected again. We withdrew from the horrible Iran nuclear deal. How about that beauty? $150 billion, $1.8 billion in cash. We wiped out ISIS and other radical Islamic terrorists. Biden has a lot to be thankful for, but Obama couldn't do it. Obama, Biden couldn't do it. We did it. We knocked out the entire caliphate in Syria, Iraq. We terminated al-Baghdadi and Soleimani. We fully rebuilt the United States military and completely restarted the NASA space program. All these ships you see, that's because of us. It was closed. There was grass growing out of the cracks on the runway. NASA, I went down. I said, this is sad. We totally opened it up. Now everyone's bidding millions of dollars to go up to space. We created Space Force, and we took care of our vets like nobody has ever taken care of our vets. Getting a 92% approval rating, the highest in history by many, many points. Our vets, thank you. Our great vets. Nobody's ever done a better job with our vets. We did a fantastic, I want to thank our secretary, what a job. We recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. And we made historic peace deals in the Middle East. The Abraham Accords, and we brought our troops back home. They're back home. Most of them are back home. We also imposed historic sanctions on the evil communist regime in China and the brutal socialist regime in Venezuela. Perhaps most importantly of all, I stood up to communist China like nobody has ever before, imposing gigantic tariffs, saving our steel industry and other industries. If I didn't do that, we wouldn't even have a steel industry, through which they're now paying us billions and billions of dollars. And Obama wants to cancel it, but you notice they haven't done it yet. It's too much money. That's the one thing China didn't want is tariffs. Biden is weak on China, just like he is weak on everything else except prosecuting Republicans. And now he has done nothing to hold China responsible for unleashing the virus upon us and the rest of the world. As you probably noticed, the Democrats and the media are now admitting that I was right about virtually everything all along, almost everything. The virus came from the Chinese lab. Remember when they said, horrible. When I said it came from Wuhan, the lab, they went horrible. They went crazy. I said, what did they say? Common sense, right? Hydroxychloroquine works. They cost lives. They cost lives. I should have done it differently. I said, you should not take under any circumstances hydroxychloroquine, and they would have said, horrible, you must take it, and I would have been happy. But I didn't do it. I should have done it with the wall, too. Instead of two and a half years of litigation, 
We will not build a wall under any circumstances. The wall would have been built in 15 minutes. They like to go the opposite. Hunter Biden's laptop was real, right? Remember when he was asked a question on a very friendly news program? And is it real? Um, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. If you don't know, that means it's real. Lafayette Square was not cleared for a photo op. Right? They thought it was a photo. That just came out. The Russian bounty, remember? The Russian bounty story was a total fake. It was made up by Shifty Schiff. Remember? Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. Paid for by the DNC and crooked Hillary Clinton. The Mueller witch hunt showed no collusion. Impeachment hoax number one. I was not guilty. Impeachment hoax number two, not guilty. We produced vaccines before the end of 2020. Remember that? They said, oh, so many years, don't do it. We got them done. Blue state lockdowns did not work. We said, open up your states. It's up to the governors. We said, open up your states. Schools should be opened immediately, right? Immediately. Our border security actions were completely necessary, and Joe Biden's agenda is every bit as radical and disastrous as I predicted. I said all these things. Remember the second debate when I talked about energy? And he said, no, he's against energy. I said, whoa. I felt like Perry Mason. That was the last question, right? That was the last question. I felt just like, I said, did you hear that? Nobody could believe it. But you know what? He wasn't lying. He's destroying the energy industry in this country. He actually, that was one of the things he told the truth on. I wonder what I will be proved right about next. Perhaps it will be the election. is already overwhelming, and frankly, it was a long time ago. Democrats used COVID to cheat. They illegally changed the rules of the key states and mailed out millions and millions and millions of absentee ballots all over the place. People went in to vote, Republicans. I'd like to vote. I'm sorry, ma'am, you've already voted. No, I haven't. I waited for this day. I've been waiting for a year to vote. You voted. I'm sorry you voted. Here's an absentee ballot. They didn't use them. They didn't use them. They stole the votes. People walked in by the tens of thousands to vote. And these are solid, strong, great people. And they said, you've already voted. And three things happened. People would go crazy. People would get a little bit upset. Or people would just shrug their shoulders and just leave. They'd go, hey, Let's leave. Shrug their shoulders. That's hard to say. And they mailed out and they mailed out ballot applications to every person on the rolls, dead or alive, legal or illegal, right? They mailed out these applications. They used hundreds of millions of dollars from left wing billionaires to put on lawful drop boxes 
all over Democrat-run cities to scoop up ballots in swing states. Nobody's ever seen these drop boxes. They're called drop boxes. People coming in, nobody knows who the hell voted. And they came out 96% for Sleepy Joe Biden, right? 96. He got 96% in some of them. I got 4%. Actually, that's better than I thought, you know, because at least they didn't keep 100%. This was the most corrupt election. Take a look at New York. Watch what's happening there. But this is the most corrupt election. They sent ours is worse than what's happening in New York. Worse. They sent political operatives door-to-door in Democrat neighborhoods to harvest Democrat votes by the thousands, and like in Georgia, deleted over 100,000 voters off the voter rolls after the election. I said, why didn't you do it before the election? I lost a very close election. It wasn't close, actually. I won by a lot. But the loss they gave me was very close, like 11,000 votes. 100,000 votes were deleted after the election. What's going on with Georgia? Hundred, think of it. Hundred, more than 100,000. And I just asked one simple question. Why didn't you do that, if you don't mind, before the election? Wouldn't that be nice? They abolished signature verification requirements, created a powerful system for media and online censorship of their opponents and did everything possible to facilitate fraud, just like you would do in a third world country. That's what happened with this election. That's why there are so many people here tonight. If we lost the election, I still would have a good crowd because we have a good, but you know what? I wouldn't have a crowd that goes beyond what the eye can see, that stays in a thunderstorm where they're going, ladies and gentlemen, There are massive rains. We're in the midst of a storm. There's lightning. Please, please go home. And nobody wants to go home. They didn't leave. Look at you. Some of the women are a mess. Now, actually, no, look at a woman. She's a mess. But the truth is you look more beautiful now than you did when you went to the beauty parlor. So you can save a lot. (laughs) That's true. You actually look better. You just don't know it. You're real. You're real. It's great. It's great. But think of it. Thunderstorms are coming. Please evacuate. Please leave. Nobody left. Nobody left. I'm glad to say you're all here because, you know, if you weren't, I would be blamed 100%. And why didn't Democrats get legislative approval mandated under the U.S. Constitution to change their election laws? They changed it without getting legislative approval. Information is coming out now in Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and except for weak Michigan state Republican senators. I mean, can you imagine Detroit? Detroit, they say, is the single most corrupt district area, Wayne County, in the whole country. You had people that refused to sign documents saying the election was over. They refused. Two people, brave people. They refused. They said, we can't sign those documents. This thing is terrible. Detroit, Philadelphia. We have a U.S. attorney in Philadelphia that says he wasn't allowed to go and check Philadelphia. That's a big statement. I'll tell you who didn't allow him someday. I'll do it at my next rally. But can you imagine this? Because, you know, we have a deep state, too, in this country. And a deep state, they work with the Democrats and the Republicans, and those are the Republicans I don't like. In fact, those are Republicans that in many ways are worse than the Democrats, okay? They're worse. 
If Mitch McConnell had the courage and the guts, and if he was a real leader, he would have wanted to look into all the corruption that took place. He knew about it. During the presidential election, a lot of these people sitting over here, they looked into it and they said, that's real. And our country may very well have been in a much different position than it is today. I would have been vetoing every one of those bills that were sent. He couldn't approve it fast enough. He couldn't approve it. It's time to get to work on our country. Oh, great. First thing he did is he signed 17 executive orders that were a kill. Bernie Sanders can't even believe it's happening. Okay. This is so far left to Bernie Sanders. He's going around saying, I can't believe this. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I told you. Instead, McConnell rushed in and approved of Biden, and he looked at this stuff. He said, we have to get back to running our country, really. And you had the 17 executive orders immediately signed, and then day after day after day, he was signing executive orders that were destroying our country. I would have vetoed every single legislative approval sent to my desk, and we wouldn't be having any problems at the border, with the economy, with the inflation. We wouldn't be having any problems. We would have a country the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. Very sad. Mitch McConnell, the Republicans have to get themselves a real leader. You've got some great senators, but they have to get themselves a real leader. And by the way, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? We all saw the hand. We saw the gun. I spoke to her mother the other day, an incredible woman. She's just devastated, like, like it happened yesterday. Devastated. You know, if that were on the other side, the person that did the shooting would be strung up and hung. Okay? Now they don't want to give the name. They don't want to give, but people know the name. People know where it came from. And it's a terrible thing. Right shot. Boom. There was no reason for it. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? It's got to be released. And how come so many people are still in jail? over January 6th, when nobody paid a price for the fire and carnage and death that took place in Democrat-run cities throughout our country, including Antifa and BLM. How come? How come? And why are our Republican leaders like McConnell afraid to take up the subject and talk about it? Disgrace to our country. We need strong leaders. We need leaders like people like this. With me at the top of the ticket, not a single Republican House member lost their race for the first time in decades. Not one. We were supposed to lose 25 seats. And we won 16. Think of it. Look at that swing. You know, I called 56 phone calls. They're called town hall calls. And they go to the district. I'd have 10, 15, 20,000 people. Every single call I made, the person won. I went to Kevin McCarthy. I said, Kevin, give me every congressman who's down, every congressman who's even, and every congressman who's up by a little. You know, can't call everybody. It turned out to be 56 calls. I made 56 calls. We didn't lose one seat. If I didn't make those calls, you would have lost 25 to 46. And if I didn't come to the rescue of the United States Senate, 
Your numbers now, instead of 50-50, would be 60-40. And Mitch McConnell should never have lost those two seats in the great state of Georgia. Should have never lost them. We would be 60-40 right now. I did all of those teletown halls. We received, and I received almost, think of this, you know, they like to say, well, the local congressman or the local representative, state rep, uh, he was more popular than Trump, but they don't say that. They say there's no way. But here's the number it just came out. I received almost 1.5 million more votes than the Republican House candidates combined. Think of that. So in other words, I had a man come up to me, a real pro, older guy, said, sir, I was going to lose my election. I was going to lose by a lot. And then you got involved. It was a state known as Arizona. And I'm very proud of those Republican state representatives. The state Senate representatives, what they're doing. He said, I was going to lose my election. I was going to lose it big, sir. And then you came along and you did rallies and the level of, and I won my election by a landslide. But you were much more popular than me, sir. And you won by much less than I did. He said, the election was rigged, sir. There was no way, there was no way that it was possible that I got more votes. I only won because of you. And they said, I got more votes. But look at that, 1.5 million more votes I got. And that's okay. That's not breaking. That's just to show you how corrupt this election was. We won Ohio in a landslide. We won Florida by the largest margin of any candidate in decades. And only once... Many, many years ago, did a candidate lose the presidential election but won Florida and Ohio? Many, many years ago. In all of history, if you win Florida, two big states, and Ohio, you're a Republican, you win. Except for me. Once in history. But one that was never, ever, was if you win Florida, you win Ohio, and you win Iowa. I won all three by very large numbers. Nobody has ever lost an election if you won all three. And I won all three by a lot. And this country's in big trouble when an election cannot be open, free, fair, and not stolen and rigged. You know what? We got them by surprise in 2016, and they worked for four years to make sure that never happens again. And they're not gonna do it with their policies, as we discussed. But that's the way it is. I want to thank every one of you here tonight who have worked so hard for our Florida victory. It was an incredible victory. It was a victory where we were outspent by tens of millions of dollars. We could not have done it without you and a lot of the people in the audience. I recognize so many. I love this state. We easily won the Cuban-American vote in Florida, including a mammoth increase in Miami-Dade County, something that doesn't happen with Republicans. We got a tremendous vote. 15% of Cuban-Americans who voted for crooked Hillary Clinton in 2016 switched their votes to us. Yet Joe Biden, who did not even campaign here, supposedly got millions more black votes than Barack Hussein Obama. Now, let me ask you, does anybody really believe that Biden got more black votes than Obama, especially in the swing states. 
well, they really came out to vote in the swing states, really. And I'll say, so he got more votes than Barack Hussein Obama, great, great president, Greg. He did a great job. He wasn't divisive at all. Trump's divisive. He wasn't divisive. We have a truly sick election system, and it's got to be changed. Remember this. I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I am the one trying to save American democracy. We can't let them take away our free speech so we can talk about corrupt elections. Otherwise, you'll have. That's communism. That's what they do in these communist countries. You have no voice. Republicans across the country are uniting around a plan to secure every future election with photo ID, voter ID, universal signature verification, citizenship confirmation, chain of custody integrity controls, updated voter rolls, and that's before the elections, not after the elections. Thank you very much. No more dead people or illegal aliens are going to be allowed to vote. No more illegal drop boxes put in by, put in by Facebook. And restoring the time-honored tradition of in-person voting on Election Day. Not 30 days before and after, all night. And in conclusion, with the help of everyone here tonight and patriots nationwide, we will elect a Republican House. Going to do it. We have no choice. And a Republican Senate to do all of this and so much more. We're going to bring our country back with a Republican Congress. We will fight for more jobs for American families, fair trade for American workers, and more American factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA, made in the USA. Remember, we used to have that. We have it now. We're starting to get it back. And then Biden got elected. They're not using it anymore. We will hold China accountable for the damage and suffering they have caused and charge them $10 trillion, at least, in reparation. We will defend American sovereignty. We will secure America's borders. And we will end illegal immigration once and for all, like we had it just about ended six months ago. We will break up big tech, reject left-wing cancel culture, and we will restore the right to free speech in America again, which we don't have. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. We will defend the Second Amendment, and we will proudly uphold the Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will care for our veterans, continue to strengthen our military, and give our police officers, Border Patrol, ICE, and law enforcement our 100% support. We will restore patriotic education to our school. And we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and to stand tall and strong for our great American flag. 245 years ago tomorrow, 
56 brave patriots in Philadelphia proudly declared our independence and boldly proclaimed the eternal truth that we are all made equal by the almighty hand of our creator. For eight long years of the American Revolution, tens of thousands of ordinary citizens fought, bled, and died in an epic struggle against the most powerful military on the face of the earth. They were the most powerful. They were farmers who bravely stood their ground at Lexington Green and Concord Bridge. They were soldiers who marched barefoot through ice and snow to seize a pivotal victory in Trenton. And they were selfless patriots who did it all so that we the people would forever rule great country. Our movement is up against some of the most sinister forces and entrenched interests that anyone can imagine. But no matter how big or how powerful they may seem, you must never forget, this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. Belongs to you. This land is your home, it's your history, it's your heritage, and our magnificent American liberty is your God-given right. You fought for it. The citizens of the United States of America will not be dictated to and talked down to by corrupt politicians, tyrants, left-wing bullies, or socialist bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. I know many of them. I don't like them much. Our forefathers are the people who gave us the world's most majestic and enduring constitution. They are the men and women who crossed the Rockies in covered wagons and who faced unimaginable dangers to win the Wild West and who tamed the wilderness, forged the steel, laid the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers and built America into the greatest nation in all of history, and we are not going to let it go. Our ancestors crushed, just absolutely crushed fascism beneath the weight of American tanks. They toppled communism by the sheer strength of American culture. And now we will defeat woke radicalism by the sheer power of American pride. And it's happening. Americans settled the new world. We built the modern world. And from right here in Florida, we launched American astronauts to proudly salute our stars and stripes on that very beautiful moon. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no enemy we cannot match. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is nothing we cannot do. Because we are Americans and our hearts bleed red, white, and blue. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in, we will never give up, we will never back down, we will never, ever surrender. My fellow Americans, our movement is far from over. 
In fact, our fight has only just begun. You know that. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. So with love of America swelling in our hearts and the spirit of July 4th, 1776 stirring in our souls, I say these words to you tonight. We will make our elections free and safe again. We will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Sarasota. Thank you, Florida. Enjoy the fireworks. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Okay, we won't play the music there that was on the video for the fireworks. I'm sure the fireworks show was uh, great. Uh, but, yeah, the, you know, another, uh, you know, great rally, I think. Uh, you know, of course, we all know that there's going to be certain things uh, that we are going to hear, you know, just about at every rally. Some are different. Some are uh, the same, you know, but it's always great to hear. Uh, and, again, I, I do. I mean, I think that uh, Trump is going to be running in 2024, so we may very well see a, a Trump and DeSantis ticket. We'll see. Uh, you know, those other uh, tickets that we thought we were going to see when he ran the first time, I and mean, I really thought it was going to be a, a Trump-Gingrich, and it ended up being Pence, and, well, we, we've seen how that uh, worked out, which I, I was never really a big fan of Pence. I, I liked him a little bit the way he handled the space and the Artemis programs and supported those. Uh, but I still think that, you know, Pence was, uh, the way he was put in place, if you recall, it was actually between Gingrich and uh, Pence, you know, were the two top contenders uh, for the VP pick for, uh, for Trump. And you remember also during that time there was uh, some whispers of a, a brokered, you know, convention or contested convention uh, same thing. Uh, but and remember, Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House at the time. And but my thought on that is, is Pence was, uh, you know, Pence was Paul Ryan's boy. And he basically, I think, you know, what the Trump said, look, you know, you, you need to pick uh, Pence to be your running mate. Uh, and if you do, I'll call off the dogs and, you know, I'll make sure this talk of, you know, convention or brokered, you know, a convention that's brokered or contested, it goes away. Well, if you notice, shortly after Pence was announced as the VP choice from, uh, you know, from Trump, 
then that, that the talk of uh, the convention, you know, being you know brokered uh, or contested, it pretty it faded away. So, and of course, there was actually more if you looked at the, you know, you could believe polls a little bit more back then, but you know, at least these internal polls uh, that you had, Gingrich was actually more favored uh, to be the uh, running mate for Trump. I mean, he. Gingrich was actually one of the first supporters of Trump, uh, so he had more of a, a chance of getting it than, than I'd say uh, Gingrich. But anyway, uh, we did have – we still have some folks on. We did have uh, Thomas, but perhaps Thomas will call back in. But we still have uh, some other callers, uh, and it oh, looks like uh, we got Thomas called back in. But we do have uh, Steve on the line, so let's go ahead. He's already uh, pressed the one on his number dial. Uh, to get into the show, just remember, in about 15 uh, more minutes, then we'll have uh, – you want to make sure that your phones are charged or your microphones or whatever you use to call in is, you know, charged because once it, it drops, you won't be able to call back uh, in for the show. Uh, and we did have some folks in chat, uh, but let's go ahead and uh, bring Steve back in and get uh, your thoughts on – uh, this particular uh, rally, this particular speech. Uh, so we'll bring it back to you, uh, Stephen. I mean, what, what's your thoughts? What do you think about it overall? Uh, he's pretty much set in his ways. Um, pretty much almost everything he said I've heard him say before, um, except uh, about going into the voter, you know, the vote laws and things of that nature. But uh, uh yeah he 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 pretty much does the same talking points um and he did win he's right about that but um we just have to maintain the uh enthusiasm you know the wait from now until until time and then uh midterms next year. So if he'll pop up uh, you know, around that time, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just a concern to worry about, you know, between now and midterms, what goofiness and silliness and dangerous situations we may be in but to make it to midterms. So that's going to be really the concern there. But um, uh uh, the talking points are pretty much almost every rally. It's it's very very similar. Have you noticed that? Uh, it, it's 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 pretty much similar. Not much difference in the talking points, and um, he could uh, spend a lot more time on the voter fraud, you know. But I know he doesn't want to, you know, uh, come across as like a conspiracy theorist, but. It's, it's just a bad situation to be in when you're trying to talk about those things, and you don't want to show conflict of interest. Um, but uh, other than that, um, uh, it's standard operating procedure for him. He's he's a rallies expert. Uh, what did you think about it? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, yeah, a lot of the talking points, you know, as you stated, are pretty similar, you know, because I've watched a lot of them. Um, he did put a little bit more emphasis on – um, some things, uh, which makes me kind of curious, is you know maybe he knows some things uh, that that we're not as privy to, just because you know he used to be the president of the United States. 
Uh, I noticed uh, that you mentioned about the conspiracy theories. I mean, I mean that's that's you know pretty much what all uh, Republicans, conservatives are, you know, branded with. Saying you know, but I mean, just look at when you know we we're bringing up about the the Russian bounty being BS or the Russian collusion or the, you know they called up conspiracy theorists uh, and cultists, you know, especially when we didn't believe the Russian bounty stories or the Russian collusion story. Uh, and, and then when we were saying that Biden's laptop was real, uh, you're like, oh, well, you're just, you're just cultists. You're just, you know, conspiracy theorists for Trump. And you know, if you remember that people were called that. Now, one of the things he did bring up, you know, multiple times and a lot more that I've heard him mention in other speeches is he did bring up the – now, usually he'd bring up the Space Force uh, maybe once an entire speech. Uh, but, I mean, I didn't make a tally. I mean, but I know he, he mentioned the Space Force at least three other times uh, within this within the speech, and which, you know, generally, he, you know, he says it once, um, and, then that, and then that's it. This time he's brought three times, and I wonder if, you know, and I, I've said this on, on many an episode, is I think the Space Force in the future is probably going to become the most important branch of the military uh, that we have, especially when you have China, who is literally militarizing space. I mean, you, you know, we're talking about creating EMP weapons to, you know, damage our power grids and anti-satellite satellites uh, that they're having to you know, basically attack and destroy our satellites, namely our GPS satellites, because a lot of our targeting systems are based off of GPS now. So, I mean, they're, they're militarizing space. I mean, they put a, a you know, a pro, they put a probe, you know, a, a rover on the dark side of the moon, which no one has ever done. Uh, they have their own space program going on trying to get uh, to – uh, to Mars and, and, and to the moon because the moon's got, a, you know, helium-3 there that's going to be can be used for nuclear fusion, which, you know, you would talk about the energy of the future, not not only for powering, uh, you know, you're powering nuclear, you know, power plants. I mean, those nuclear fusions can also be used for propulsion systems for spacecraft to get to uh, get to the moon and to Mars. Uh, because I mean, all you got to do is I mean, if you can have a, a nuclear, you know, propulsion, you can have continual acceleration, uh, and, you know, so you could really decrease the amount of time it would take astronauts uh, or unmanned, you know, vehicles uh, to Mars. I mean, right now it takes about six, seven months. I mean, that could be cut, you know, almost in half uh, by using, if not, if not more. You know, by using con- uh, continual propulsion, which with the the fuel that they have now, it's, it's just you just can't do it. So I mean, so he mentioned that you know more times than usual. Uh, so I wonder if there's something that you know he some information he may be privy to uh, that you know us us regular files. I hate that term, <laughs> but us regular folks uh, maybe not are as privy to. Um, so yeah, I mean a lot of things like yeah, he, he did mention. Uh, immigration, of course, that's still a, a crisis that we have going on. Uh, and he talked about, and he, I don't think he brought this up in the last speech, but he did talk more about chain migration, and which he talked a lot about when he was campaigning and when he was president. He talked a lot about chain migration, 
Um, but it, what I think, what do you think about this? Is I think that the reason they're doing, you know, chain migration, not caring who uh, these people bring is, is you know, he's talking about, you know, it's destroying our country with all these illegals and the crisis we have. But frankly, you now I ask you, I mean, if, if, if you think I'm, you know, off the mark or, you know, if I'm pretty accurate, I mean, I think that's their goal. I think that is one of the reasons why the Biden regime is allowing all these illegal coming in because I, I think that they, their goal is to destroy America from within uh, as using uh, one, uh, you know, using illegal immigrants as one of their, uh, you know, one of their, uh, of their many prongs uh, of doing it. What, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah, chain migration. The big thing, the big key here um, with the Space Force is um, I do believe they're getting ready for Project Bluebeam. And, you know, I've talked on the show before about they want to gain and grow the worshiping of extraterrestrials, which I do believe are actually demons in disguise. I've been reading UFO and alien books going far back, and um, yeah, it, 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 it's kind of like Satanism. Um, it, when you really look at uh, what they're trying to do, they're trying to turn like E.T., like the movie E.T., extraterrestrials, into like a deity and to have them worship and things like that. But Project Bluebeam, because they're tired of uh, Christianity they would like a new religion, and uh, the Bible talks about major deceptions and major delusions in the last days. So I don't believe they've been going real far in space. I, I, you know, we talked about that before. I do believe these astronauts are under mind control, and that's why I wanted you to bring Fritz Springer on the show uh, to go into the mind control program. Well, because remember, a, well, I haven't been on Facebook much, and I have reached out to him. Um, and yeah. I still have not received uh, any type of response from him. So, yeah, yeah I don't remember, know if he's remember back he's just the... interested or. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah, yeah. He's he's probably targeted too. But remember in the eighties, you remember the I'm a I was abducted by aliens. You probably probably remember those stories, and you can look mm-hmm. them up. Bit shooting YouTube, the alien abduction stories that were in the mainstream media, and and and, and, and it's kind of mind control um, because check out John Lear L E A R about that. We didn't go to the moon. We didn't get past the radiation belt. That that was actually filmed in Hawaii, the moon landing. But um, in that they needed to raise money for other war purposes. By using NASA, and and so Fritz believes NASA is a major mind control programming operation, and so that's the thing about that. But like, if you have the rapture of the church after the tribulation, according to Matthew chapter twenty-four, if you say that all these people that disappeared off the earth from the rapture was because they were abducted by aliens. Then, bam, you have another psychological operation. You can explain this to the world. You don't have to. You can discredit the Bible. 
And then I also do believe the Pope is going to discredit Christ and say that Christ is not real. I believe we have a lot of major deceptions coming in the future from my religious angle on it. And that's just my opinion. Uh, we, we definitely have to wait to see how all of this is going to unfold. But uh, I have not been a major believer in a lot of the space stuff because, um, it, you know, the movies, the TV shows, the video games and stuff, you know, space, 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 they keep pushing it. But Project Bluebeam, remember we talked about the holograms can be put on like fighter jets to make the fighter jet, the F-16, the F-18, look like a alien space ship to further, de- to further deceive people, you know, get them to kind of embrace worshiping aliens with an alien Bible that, you know, Jesus and Christ and, and God was created by an alien and, and it that's the kind of angle I'm thinking they're going with, and I could be totally wrong on that. And Bart, I know you're probably going to have a hard time believing that. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean that that's certainly something I don't subscribe to. And, and they don't have to create that. I mean, they don't have to create a religion. Uh, they don't even call themselves a religion per se. But they, I mean, they don't have to create that. There's already, uh, I mean, for no better use of the term. Uh, than right now is there, There's already a religion out there Again it's not a set religion But I'll use that term very loosely Just for to give uh, an idea of, of, of the context of what we're talking about Is that there's a Raelian And I don't know the guy's name But he's uh, You know he, he's from France Who cr- uh, Created an organization religion if it were uh, Called the Raelians uh, And what the Raelians then they're kind of in line with what you said. Uh, what the Raelians believe is that the uh, there's aliens who actually created the human race, okay? And they, you know, so they believe, and they believe the G. I mean, they also say Jesus exists, but the Raelian Jesus is basically uh, a clone, and they believe that a cloned human being is the highest form of evolution, and because you could you could be the highest form of evolution through a clone is basically you can take uh, someone's consciousness, put it inside a clone, and I, I haven't studied this for a long time, but I think it's you know that being able to be done gives you certain you know gives you certain powers because you can access basically the energy of the universe, uh, and since Jesus you know was one of these these beings, he was able to access the energy of the universe. And that was what enabled him to, you know, do the miracles that they say. And now one of, the, one of their contentions, because you know how that you have the, the Jesus coming back story. Well, they have their own uh, version of that, whereas if Israel would ever allow, if Israel would ever allow a, uh, an embassy to rail, Okay, so an embassy to these aliens to be built in Jerusalem, then the Raelians would reveal themselves to us. So the, 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 I guess the alien ships would come and reveal themselves to us as our creators. So what I suggest is, you know, if, if they really want to do that, then perhaps, let, you know, let's go ahead and ha- uh, have – you know, Israel, you know, allowed the Raelians to build their embassy to rail in Jerusalem. And then if these aliens come, well, guess what? 
I'm not saying I subscribe to this, but this is just what the the rallyans believe. And and, and so they yeah so you know see if that happens. I mean again I'm not saying I think that's going to. I do believe that we have such a vast universe that it would just does not make logical sense for there not to be other creatures you know other creatures other sentient beings on other planets. Now how they have the technology to get here that that remains to be uh that re- remains to be seen. So yeah, I mean, I I don't yeah, so I don't I don't subscribe to either one of those. I think it's I think anything's possible. There's always possibilities. Uh, so I think could the Raelian theory be true? Could that actually be? But he, he, that theory begs to this: Well, if the Raelians created the human the human race, well then, and, and they're kind of like our gods, right? As our creators, well then, who created the Raelians? <laughs> so. You know, there had to be yeah, some yeah, type it, of you know, creative spirit yeah. or being that created the Raelians mm-hmm. in order to create us. So, yeah, and then, that's right. Uh, that, that's right. Brotherhood. Take that. Then, when you look at the Muslim Brotherhood, I, no, I, I do think they're going to use Al Qaeda, the Muslim Brotherhood, ISIS, to kind of fight against the Christians in the future. They may be coming across the border right now. Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. I remember Glenn Beck went into that 10 years ago about the Muslim Brotherhood. So look for that, too, because there's a lot of Sharia law activities that may be planned for the United States of America and for the United Nations to embrace Islam and uh, embrace Sharia law. So they'll have a fighting force against, you know, against those that believe in Christ and Christianity, and uh, they won't mind uh, you know, warring with us because of what happened in the Middle East in the last 20 years. So uh, what do you think about them being used as a fighting force and coming across that border undetected? Uh, you mean the, uh, the fight against – and then we'll bring in a little bit, Thomas. Uh, see, Thomas would like to chime in. And – yeah. So you so basically allowing all these you know Muslims from the Muslim Brotherhood to come in, coalesce as a fighting force and fight against, and fight against the Christians in the United States. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's also part of the psychological operation with 9/11, is that the New World Order, the Middle East was stuck on ancient practices, you know, ancient way of doing things. They couldn't get gay laws to be passed, legalizing gays in the Middle East. There's a lot of stuff they could not do because they did not want to go along with the globalists. So then they launched, you know, 9-11, we invade the Middle East and because uh, they're trying to change the culture. I mean, even the Pentagon would say they could take uh, generations before that culture is going to change. So that's why we could see the shift where – we start hating against Israel because they plan on building the Middle East further, just trying to get their culture to shift and to change, saying, hey, you know, we're not here to just kill you. We can also, you know, help you out financially, build a prosperous future for you, for the Middle East and Africa. And uh, you see what I'm saying? And both, you remember what Boko Haram was doing to the Christians in Nigeria. So, when the globalists operate on both sides, they also try to figure out which group is going to be to their best advantage. And uh, 
the Muslims could definitely play a major part in that, and that's why you could see the hatred that's coming against Israel. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, yes, and it's, I mean it is interesting. It does make you know some sense for them to do that. I mean, you know, use use that as a, a divide and conquer, um, and and it is you know have a right of anti-Semitism or a, a rise in anti-Semitism here uh, in the United States, where yeah, I mean if they keep people divided on. Uh, you know, on religious grounds, but one another thing that's kind of rising in the United States too, it, well, not just the United States, it's around the world, is secularism. So I don't know if the traditional religions, you know, Christianity, Islam, I, I think both of them are probably on the decline. Now, maybe those that those are more secular are going to move over to maybe become rallying. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I mean, it's you know, it's plausible, whether you know. But as I said, there's always possibilities. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in uh, Thomas. And thank you very much, uh, Thomas, uh, for coming to the show. Did you uh, get an opportunity to listen to either last well, – I know you heard some of this speech, uh, but did you get the chance to listen to any speech there uh, in Ohio? Uh, I'm sorry, Eddie's speech? No, Thomas. Yeah, this is Thomas. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much no, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, so, uh, no, I did hear the Trump uh, speech. He sounded pretty darn good for his age. I tell you, that guy's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I'll see that too. Like, this, this guy's just about as old as Biden. Look at the difference. I know, you know. I mean, and he eats McDonald's and he eats garbage. How does he do it, man? He's like, uh, I don't know. If I, if I ate... I'm much younger than him, and if I ate what I heard that he eats, I'd be a mess. I mean, really, <laughs> I couldn't exist. I couldn't exist. Well, whatever, man. Some well, the only thing I know that about, he likes know. is ice cream. That's the only thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I heard he likes the McDonald's too, and you know, like kind of like uh, what's the other guy? Oh, uh, the wealthy billionaire. Uh, you know, the old guy, uh, stockbroker. Type uh, uh, Warren Buffett, he, you know, he, I always saw him in photographs at the drive-through in his old beat-up, uh, you know, Lincoln. You know, twenty-year-old Lincoln going through the drive-through, and he he says that his wife, depending on how his week went in terms of uh, the revenue made, he she either get, puts in the council of the old Lincoln uh, three dollars and fifty cents on a good week. Three dollars twenty cents on a mediocre week, or a, a two two or something like two fifty on a bad week. They'll put it, she'll put in his council, so that's what he has to. But maybe that was you know a decade ago or more. So McDonald's has gone up in price, or ridiculous. But you know what? You guys really got my interest on this, and I really got my interest uh, going. They got me going on this uh, alien stuff you guys are talking about. I mean, really, when you saw those. Uh, radars of the Navy and showing these, like, uh, they call them Tic Tacs, because they look like the shape of a Tic Tac, but they're like 40 feet. They figured by the distance they could figure out the size. And they say they're about 40 feet in length. And they fly with no propulsion that you can see of anyways. And also, they are just like a shape of a Tic Tac. And you saw that they went into the ocean. 
at the end of the – you guys saw that, I'm sure, right? Yeah, the one in the video. We're just like over to the ocean, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, dude, you can't make that shit. I can't make that up. That's real stuff. I believe they exist now. I never saw – I said I'd have to see them for sure. And all the past, past sightings that you saw, they just didn't look real. You know, a lot of goofy-looking things that people created and made Photoshop on. But this was the real deal. They do exist. I believe now. I'm sold. And uh, But, you know, I mean, I think our governments don't know anything about them. You, you, you know why I think that is? Is, is because they look at us at no, as no more than we look at, at say, like an uh, ant on the ground. You know, we're, we're not going to take an ant, pull them up to our face and have a discussion and, and talk with them because we know that they're, compared to us, they're meaningless. They're useless. And that's how they probably view us. They go around doing their business, zipping around and whatever they're taking out of the earth or down in the ocean, or maybe they've lived there all this time and we just never knew it. Uh, but they look at us as, you know, it'd be like trying to have a conversation with us. They'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, bye-bye. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice talking to you, bye-bye. Because, you know, you're about as stupid as a rock to us. Useless. So, you know, they don't communicate with us. We're harmless to them. We don't feel like they don't feel like we can do any harm to them. So what do they care? You know what I mean? And we we can't give them any benefit whatsoever. So why would they even waste their time with us? Is my theory. Well, I tell you what. Yeah. I, now, I, I've got a couple different thoughts. Um, no particular theories at this point. But I'll tell you a story. Uh, two years ago. So I think it was the summer before the summer of COVID, so two years ago. And I've, I mean, I've, I've always believed in, you know, there's aliens, there's UFOs, things of that nature, okay? And, right. But I've never – I don't think – I don't feel like – I don't think I've ever seen a, 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 a UFO before. Now, two years ago, on the 4th of July, I was just sitting on – uh, you know, on the bumper of my car, just, you know, watching all the fireworks that my uh, my neighbors were shooting off because it was, uh, I think the 4th of July was on a, 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 two years ago, I guess probably it was on a, a Thursday, I guess. And so my, my sister usually does a, the 4th of July either the Saturday before or the Saturday after the 4th of July and has a big party, so... I really didn't have anything to do on the 4th of July that day. So I'm sitting on my bumper, and when I first watched the fireworks, and a lot of people were, were doing them, it was, it was dusk. And so I'm looking in the distance, and I'm seeing this. It looked like a star, right? It looked like, the, the, just, it looked like a star that you would see in the sky at dusk. But it was blinking, the star was blinking. It wasn't like twinkling, like you would see a star twinkle. It was actually, and this was in the distance. It was like blinking. And I'm like, holy crap. You know, what is that? I mean, and it wasn't moving. I mean, it wasn't moving. It was stationary. It was staying in one spot, just blinking. You know, and it's kind of over in the area where some of my farther away neighbors were shooting off fireworks. And it was just blinking. And then just all of a sudden, this little white dot. Now, it wasn't, there wasn't like a streak of light, you know, it, as it going that fast. 
But it certainly went. The, the it didn't have like died. a trail. You it, mean it didn't have a trail? Didn't have a trail behind it. It just shot. It was just gone. It moved fast. Yeah, well, there was no trail, but it wasn't. You know, yeah, you know how light goes if it goes like really fast. It streaks. You know, so I know it wasn't yeah, yeah, that right. fast. I, and, and it was too far away for me to see if there was any type of propulsion. But the, but that little dot just moved so fast. I knew, and, and I live by an airport. I live not too far from an airport. I see planes all the time, um, or, you know, landing, taking off. I don't see them. I mean, I see them in the air. You know, they're either coming or going. So I see a lot of planes, and usually they're like three lights, you know, three lights to an airplane, right, when you see them coming. And, and I've seen them fly, and I've seen the speed. And the, the speed of this dot was, was just so fast. It was faster than any – I mean, it couldn't have been the drone – and it couldn't have been a plane. It just it, it just flew away so fast. I was just amazed by right. how, how fast this little dot went. Well, then later and, and on the that night, the projectile of it it couldn't it couldn't have been like a star that was coming at you and then all all of a sudden maybe reflected or or was uh you know hit something and shot in a different direction. No, no, it wasn't like that. No, it was because just it was too like, close. It was like, yeah, it was just—it was like hovering there, and it was—and it was far away. I didn't see any details. It just looked like a blinking star, and then, you know, it but it was in our atmosphere. It, it, was, like, it, it was in the Earth's atmosphere, of course, because otherwise, you know, because the stars are huge, so that's why we can see a star that is so enormous. Yeah, so yeah, so this thing was just like you know, you know, you just look at a star in the sky, and it just, just looked like that, and then it just and then yeah. it went. And then later on that night, I seen another light that was, uh, you know, that was closer. It was like over the, it was over these trees, but I, again, it was far enough away I couldn't see details. But I mean, and my, you know, my wife was in the, uh, I, I can't remember if she seen the first one, but she, I think she did see the first one because I called her out. And then I had her come back out uh, and, and said, "You got to see this." And again, there was a light. Now, this two miles closer, but it was like a circle. And it wasn't real big. Again, I mean, if you, if you make a, you know, let, a little circle with your, your thumb and your, and your index finger, just make a little, you know, hole there that you could look through. I mean, that's how round it was in the sky. But it was like, it was like round, and the light kept blinking between green and red, green and red, green and red, green and red, green and red. And it kept blinking. One light. It was just one light. The circle went green and then red, green and then red, green. And it was like at one point to a plane, and, th- and this was stationary. It wasn't going anywhere. And I thought, you know, later on I thought, well, maybe because I've seen a, a drone, and I have seen drones that have green and, you know, green and red, you know, lights and, and white lights. But this thing just stood stationary, and the light, it was just one light, though, green, red, green, red, green, red. And then – you know, it stopped turning green and red, and it was just white. And then it just turned, the light just turned white, and then it took off. It took off pretty You know, fast. I heard somebody else say the same story as you. Well, here's the funny thing is that, and, and I thought, you know, maybe later again that it was a, uh, a drone, but I, I just flew away too fast, I think, to be a drone. But the funny thing is, and I'll bring it back to you, uh, uh, Thomas, is that later on, like a couple of days later, when I was, I was watching Tucker Carlson, and they actually showed a video 
of pretty much the same thing I saw that night. So like, oh. my, my wife was watching it with me, and she's seen it too. I'm like, look. I'm like, that's, that, that's the same type of light that we seen just the other night. But go ahead. You said there's other reports of lights like that, like the, the green and the red? or Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, the way I see it is the way I see it is really. I mean, these people are advanced. Are these whoever they are? They're they're advanced beyond our capability, and uh, I mean, who knows what they are, what they look like? If they're, you know, are they actually like us in a sense, or are they are they robotical? Maybe they're advanced where they were created by someone like us, and they're like robotically. Controlled Thomas uh, ships. <laughs> uh, I believe there. Uh, I believe Bard was seeing into the spirit room. I believe people that see these extraterrestrials, uh, the the blinking lights and stuff like that, they're seeing into the spirit room. Because you know how the Bible talks about the the prince of the power of the air. Uh, like Satan has the ability to do things in the air. And Thomas also believes Atlantis does exist, and the Bible says that the beast came from the sea. And I do believe that uh, Satan has a base, an operations base in the spirit realm that's under the ocean, specifically the Atlantic Ocean, uh, called Atlantis. Well, you can't see it with your natural eyes. You can only see it with your spiritual eyes. But I do believe these experiences, like Bard experiences, does exist, but they're seeing into the spirit realm. And this is this. These are demons trying to like uh, deceive us with 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 this tactic. Um, but then that's why they call him the Prince of the Power of the Air. They they can have the ability to do things in the sky and 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 deceive people. But as far as like biological extraterrestrial, like in the movie E.T. or in the movie franchise, like aliens, like xenomorphs. I, I don't believe in biological extraterrestrials, but I do believe in no. like human animal hybrids. I do believe yeah, in human I, animal I, I, hybrids. I don't believe in what you believe. No, I don't believe, I don't believe in that. That's more well, of a fairy well, tale to me. Say, um, you know what? I mean, you, you, you said something interesting. Two things. One, I want to bring up is that I'm going to, you know, I, I'm an amateur objectophile, okay? And... As you know, the Egyptian gods were, you know, had heads and sometimes wings and stuff like that of animals, right? And it's interesting you say a, uh, you know, a hi- you know a hybrid between animal and, and human, right? Because I want, um, and, and you know how you've heard the phrase, uh, you know, art mimicking life or life mimicking art, right? And you've contended that. There's TV shows to try to get people used to these type of things, right? Uh, you said that many times, Steve. Well, recently, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV because not a lot of TV interests me, uh, but there's certain genres I do. And I recently, when I mean recently, I'm talking about it, it was this year, so it's been within the past couple of months. And you may be familiar with the show, maybe not. But I recently watched uh, a program called Sweet Tooth. And it was made in 2000, and a lot of it had to do with uh, what there was this virus created by people, right? And it, it kind of mimicked, a lot of it kind of made you think about COVID, you know, because people were wearing masks and, 
you know, you know, it was devastating and this thing was killing a lot of people. But one of the other things about this, there's some backup. I don't know if someone's got me on speaker or, or what, but mute, mute the speaker or, or whatever because it's coming through is an echo. Oh, okay. It might be in the east. Yeah, someone's got, yeah, so mute, mute, yeah, mute, mute the phone or, or turn down the, the computer out, whatever. Um, but anyway, you'll, you'll find this interesting, uh, Steve, is that also what people believed was this disease was getting into women, and when women were having babies, the babies they would have now were all hybrids, which means they called them hybrids, and they were basically part animal and part uh, human. Now, of course, their contention is, okay, these are the, this is the wave of the future. These are the new you know, hybrids that are going to save the planet or something like that. But they're also hated, too, because people thought that these hybrids were the ones that caused the virus. Well, the way the first, step, the, way the first season ended is you found out that the first hybrid was actually created in a lab and that the, the first hybrid was not a result of the virus. It was actually created in a lab and then maybe the same stuff that created the, the same – I guess chemicals or whatever that created the uh, the hybrids, you know, also created the virus that's killing a lot of people, and it's and it's highly contagious and it's highly deadly. You know, you've seen a lot of COVID comparisons in the show, but at the part I thought you would think is interesting, Steve, is how they're bringing out these these hybrids, you know, part human, part animal uh, beings, and 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 your your sense that oh, well, they're just putting these things out in Hollywood to try to get us used to uh, used to these things. And I agree. I think that Hollywood does that. I mean, I remember now, t- take these words as, as they are, but these are just observations, is remember when Hollywood first started putting out a lot of like interracial couples on TV and in commercials and stuff like that to get people more used to the idea that these type of, you know, relationships happen, right, that these relationships are out there. So what they do is they, they put these out there more, even more so than what you actually see in society. But they're getting you used to that. Then you start seeing more, you know, homosexuals and gay people and, and, and people of that community. Now you're starting to see in Hollywood uh, more people of that lifestyle, you know, being more seen on in movies and TV and stuff, you know, and, you know, TV programs and stuff like that. So I do see where Hollywood does that, puts out, you know, certain things to get society to get used to them, to, to make people, the society believe that this is, you know, becoming or going to be or is a social norm. So what, what's your thoughts on that, Steve? I mean, because I'm mean, I do see that 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 they you know Hollywood has done that both in movies and in TV programs to get people used to those type of things. So I mean yes, I can sir. see where well, someone could extrapolate from that, especially when you mm-hmm. see you know the show now that comes out on Netflix about you know these hybrids. So I do I do find that interesting. Give yes, me one sir. minute. Give me one minute to throw something Hold in on. on that because you know what I heard that we'll be able to do in the future is that the human will be able to. Any any creature that you see that exists on the planet, we will be able to uh, turn ourselves into a bird, uh, another. You know what I mean? Because if that if that creature was created by the similar 
elements that we were created on. In the future, we're going to be able to manipulate those our our our, our DNA and things that uh, was were created by all the elements that we're made from, and then manipulate them, and tr- yeah, turn us into whatever it is that we want to do. Uh, so yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, I think you call that transmutation. Yeah, you can you can yeah, actually ahead, do Steve. that today. Thomas, you could do that today uh, in witchcraft. Uh, it's a practice where you can morph into animals and things, morph into birds and cockroaches and things of that nature. Uh, witchcraft is practiced in Africa today uh, where they morph into into different creatures uh, as part of witchcraft. Um, the TV yeah, shows, but that's uh, only in their own mind, isn't it? I don't think it's actually a truth true physical being it's it's they 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 believe in it and their minds are able to uh picture it so strongly that they that they think that it is what what has happened thomas since it's in the bible it is confirmed that the the witches can't believe in the bible i believe the bible was written by pharaohs was written by pharaohs to uh maintain slavery so the the slaves won't uprise they won't uprise oh, against their controller. Okay. <laughs> it's a mechanism. Oh, okay. I thought you were Roman Catholic. I, I might have gotten. Oh, yeah, I was raised that way. I was raised Roman Catholic, correct? Oh, okay. uh, but no, oh. I, I believe that. No, I, I read the Bible. And that was me too, actually. I'm sorry for the Roman Catholic. I was, I was raised a Roman Catholic too, and now I'd be I'd be described as a pagan. So. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Thomas. Yeah, and man, people are. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so so Thomas, yeah, if you were to go do uh, buy a couple books and do some research into it in witchcraft, yeah, they do have the ability to morph. Is you're selling your soul, you're making a contract with Satan, and he give in exchange he's giving you these powers and gifts. Like you remember the writing on the magic carpet with Aladdin. These things were real. It's just you exchanged your contract selling your soul to Satan in exchange for these magical powers where people were riding on magic carpets and stuff like that did happen. It's just the consequences of spiritual damnation because you made an agreement with the devil to enable the powers. Like when Haiti, the Haitian Revolution, and then they overthrew and um, they made a they made a contract with the devil saying, "Hey, if you allow us to overthrow, uh, we'll, we'll we'll serve you, Satan." And that was the contract that Haiti made with uh, with Satan. Yeah, got, People uh, make deals with the devil for these. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, man. I just I, I you know I don't see it. I don't. It's not been ever been uh, seen or been. Uh, you know, videoed, and I, I just can't believe that that does exist. Uh, with oh, all the oh, cameras they don't, they don't. the planet today, you're saying it no longer exists well, because of uh, issues that occurred because of it. Oh, it's still it's still very heavy in Africa. Witchcraft. It's it's the powers that be yeah, don't want people. Right, but they, yeah, they don't want people exactly. to know this stuff. Hold on, one, yeah, one, they don't one want, time, guys. Yeah, they don't want yeah, people to know. Well, and, and, and I keep promising this, and one day we're and one day we're, we're probably going to on a slow news day if that ever happens. Um, but I still got some more some more ground to cover here, you know, with the with the speech. And gosh, unfortunately, we only got thirty minutes left of the show. 
this is, I'm certainly I'm sure this is one of those programs we could we could get another hour in. Um, but a, but as to the speech is you know one of the things he also uh, mentioned that I think people you know, they hear it in the speech but they they don't I don't think they put a lot of thought into it um, is when he talked about what's going on with China, Germany, and and Russia. Frankly, um, now I know Germany's you know supposed to be one of our allies and. You know, it's supposed to be one of our, you know, European allies. But when you have, uh, you know, the Russian pipeline going to Germany, and you have, as he mentioned, you know, all the the wind, uh, you know, windmills, you know, going to or wind turbines, you know, for you know, wind energy uh, coming from, you know, from Germany and China. You know, exactly. then it just kind of makes you wonder, you know, you know, who we need to maybe team up with. Uh, who and, are they trying to bring you know, to the, the top? Alliance, the I mean, who are they trying, trying to strengthen? They're strengthening well, communism, Well, yeah, well, I think alliances, I mean, I think alliances are going to be shifting in the next, uh, you know, four to eight years. I mean, because, I mean, I, as I said in previous shows, I think if there was ever another world war, uh, the new axis of evil would be, you know, would would be China, you know, would be it would be, you know, China, Russia, and and Iran. So I'm not saying Germany would join them. Who knows? Maybe uh, economically, but I'm just saying if if, if we're going to look at, you know, if we're going to look at economics, then I think that you know we need to maybe I'm not saying pull away from Germany as an ally. But I'm saying we need to start, you know, shifting our attention to other nations to perhaps if we can't rely on Germany to, to maintain uh, a good alliance with us. And I'm, I'm thinking we should look to India. Now, I know Trump, during his administration, uh, and he mentioned, he mentioned India with COVID, and, maybe, you know, perhaps that's one of the reasons why we're sending so much uh, of the COVID vaccine there is that I think we really should try to team up with, you know, and, and have a, a stronger relationship with India uh, for a number of reasons. I mean, one is, right. of course, you know, like, they're the, they're like the China, they China. got that large population. <laughs> but it, but India, also, well, India also has the, has the fifth largest – India also has the fifth largest economy in the world, and they also have the fourth largest military. Now, as power goes, I think they're considered the eighth most powerful – uh, the, the fourth largest, but as power goes, I think uh, India is seen as a, you know, the fourth largest military, eighth most powerful military, and the fifth largest economy in the world. And plus, as, as we stated, got the, the population, and and they're they're also part of the space race. I mean, they're also working on uh, getting you know, vehicles to, to, to the moon and Mars. So I, I think that India, we should start looking more, I think we should start creating some stronger ties with India. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think, uh, Thomas? I don't know. I don't think India likes the West. I don't think they particularly want to get too uh, close with the United States for some reason. You know, I, I can't answer that, man. I just get this vibe. I hear them often say, you know, that they don't like the West and how they, you know, they still look at uh, what the 
England had done in the past with colonialism. And, you know, they still have a little chip on their shoulder about things and uh, have their own ways of wanting things to be, uh, you know, to to go. You know, they have a direction of their own. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you mean by ally. And probably one reason why we should be their ally is because it would help us against China. Right. We need somebody, you know, what's that saying about befriending your enemy's enemy? Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly right. In China and India, do not see eye to eye. Well, and also, uh, you know, there's always, you know, for a long time there was a feud, and it may still be ongoing, uh, maybe not as intense as it used to be, between India and Pakistan. And, you know, we're not in really great terms with, with, with Pakistan. Uh, the United States is, isn't. And as to, as to you, know, you know, as to Great Britain, right, as to England is, I mean, if you listen to the LaRouche Pact, which is an organization that I'm with, is that, I mean, the Great Britain's really not, Great Britain's really not our ally anyway. I mean, they, they pretend to be our ally, but, but they're actually not. I mean, they still, uh, they still won the Lord over us as if we were one of their colleagues, <laughs> you know. So, but to my understanding, yeah, they, they believe, if you ever uh, check them out, yeah, they're, they're saying Great Britain's no, no, uh, no great friend of the United States. Huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're absolutely have a lot correct. of good things to say. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the European Union and China was supposed to be the future, the future financial power and then America as a military muscle. Uh so yeah, they they yeah, the European Union and China. Yeah, it's there's so many different angles to it. It's it's very very complicated. But one thing you've noticed is they're pushing the vaccine all across the earth with the mRNA. So they're really you really do have a new world order. It's just they're trying to hide in the shadows. Um, and play everybody off against each other. I mean, because if you think about it, man, they're pushing that. I mean, they're pushing it everywhere all across the earth. They're pushing the vax heavy, even in Russia. You know, China supplied uh, uh, Mongolia with their – I can't believe Mongolia is trusting China, really. I mean, those two have been at it since who knows when, you know. I mean, that's the reason why China built the uh, Great Wall of China was to keep the Mongolians out. Um so, anyways, they they sold them this uh, vaccine, and uh, these Mongolians, it's not working with a dam, and they're sicker than uh, ever before, uh, trusting that the vaccine was going to help protect them. Yeah, I wouldn't trust China for uh, you know <laughs> supplying me with my pharmaceuticals. Yeah, uh, Thomas, I think over a billion is going to die from the vax. And uh, yeah, really, and right? they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna blame it on on, on vaccinated. Have you noticed, like every, on CNN, every death they're saying, "Hey, every single person that dies is unvaccinated." So the war right. is yeah, unvaccinated. That it's coming. Yeah, yeah, the indoctrination and the war. Yeah, it's coming. Man. So yeah, there's this uh, article, and it says um, a leading. Where is it? Is it coming up? Right when I want it not coming up. A leading uh, 
Uh-huh. But anyway, see what he's saying, he says, is all those that have been vaccinated are actually creating the uh, the uh, Delta virus to be stronger, to be more worse than it might have been if these people that did get vaccines did not get vaccines. Due to the vaccination, the Delta is more stronger. Here it is. A leading U.S. disease expert says there's no doubt in my mind that vaccinated people are helping spread Delta. Now, why is that, man? Did they put something in this, in the first one, uh, in, uh, yeah. to, uh, 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 you know, waiting for the second one to be released? Knowing you that it was going are... to create more problems? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I, Thomas, your last name, Tenpenny, T-E-N-P-E-N-N-Y, the Vax uh, shedding. Uh, They're shedding and they're spreading it. Uh, So, yeah, the Vax, people that are Vax, they're spreading it, um, which is a pestilence, which goes back to the four horsemen of the apocalypse in the book of Revelation. One of the horses is a pale horse for, like, pestilence. And we almost have all four horses. We're missing the Antichrist is the final uh, horse. So we've got death, we've got pestilence, and we've got, um, I can't remember the third horse. But, but the, guys, we, <laughs> we're living in some fantastic times, I'll tell you. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. I think so, man. Well, one, they're putting well, one of the things, all up against each other. No, nobody trusts anybody any, anymore. Well, Bart kind of faded out. Bart, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I was just listening to you guys. <laughs> to you guys. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things is, you know, yeah, with the, the vaccine, you're saying how they're they're trying. Well, it, I see something on Twitter, and I even made a – there was an article that said, you know, the report uh, that, oh, 100% of, I think it was like Maryland or something like that. And, of course, everybody's like, oh, karma, like I was arguing with this one dumbass bitch. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, she, uh, you know, she's like, oh, they're like, oh, but that's karma for you. You know, it's just amazing how nasty these liberals are, man. You know, it really is. How, how, uh, how, you know, morally superior, they, they try to act like that they are, you know. And then they, they t- they're trying to say they're the people of compassion. But, yeah, if someone, you know, they say, oh, well, this person died of the uh, the COVID vaccination. I'm, not, I'm sorry, you know, they were unvaccinated. And 100% of the people who, who uh, died of COVID uh, were unvaccinated. What this article did not state, okay, one, they didn't say how many people died. So it could have been one person, you know. It could have been one person that died of COVID, you know. Uh, you know, so they didn't say how many uh, people died. They didn't, say, they didn't say the age range of the people who, who died. They didn't state whether there was any comorbidities of the people who died, you know. And 
They didn't state whether the people who died who did not take the, the vaccine had a health reason for not taking the vaccine because there are health reasons that can keep people from taking the vaccine. You know, if you have certain <laughs> health conditions or you're taking certain medications, you know, you, re- you're, you, know, you really shouldn't be taking the vaccine. So they didn't mention any of that. They're just trying to make it, again, they're just trying to, you know, put a scarlet letter you know, on the people who are unvaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, our great, great, great grandparents should have rejected all of these flu shots and vaccines 100 years ago, rejected Big Pharma, and we would definitely not be having any of these problems. Guys, I found the three horses. One of them is famine, one of them is pestilence, one of them is death. So those are the three horses I was speaking about in the book of Revelation. We're missing the Antichrist. The Antichrist is the fourth horse, and that's a global leader over the entire earth. I believe he's going to be heading to the United Nations. But we, famine is here, guys. I mean, famine is – I mean, talk about food. Well, here's a, you, look, you, like, uh, you, you, like, you like to read, right? Uh, you know, you like to read, right, uh, uh, Steve? Yes, sir. Well, I, I've never got the chance to read all of it, okay? And you may have, who knows, you may have already read it. Um, and I never got the chance to read all of it or even much of it because I collect books. and a lot, I mean, I've got a lot of books that um, I saw was an interest to me, and I never had the time to read it. But this book is, I think you may like, you might, you might still be able to find it. It's called How Democracy Will Elect the Antichrist. The Ultimate Denial of Freedom, Liberty, and Justice According to the Bible by Arno Froese, uh, A-R-N-O, and then F-R-O-E-S-E. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe one day if I get the time to read it, uh, I'll try to read it. Maybe I'll try to find this guy. I mean, because the book, the book was published in 1997, okay? So it's not, it's not a young book, you know, so it might be – Oh, yeah, I found, found it. it. <laughs> Google. So that's one thing. Google's yeah, still good. If you like to read, I would order to read that. I mean, again, I haven't had a chance to read all of it. Maybe mm-hmm. any of it. It's been so long. Yeah, and I, the book is out in 1997. <laughs> so I don't know if I had much Tom, chance Tom. to look at it. But I did. I do remember Tom. it. I do remember the book. It was, it was pretty close on. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's pretty close to, you know, the, the front of my, my book collection. But go ahead, guys. So who's the Antichrist? Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, Thomas, do you think Obama's Kamala going Harris? to be the head? Do you think Obama's going to be the head of the United Nations? Oh, oh that's a good good question. Maybe so. Yeah, you know, you know what? I'm remember, remember, yeah. 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 Thomas, you remember when he was coming in and they were like, the news media was like, he's the one. He's the one. Remember that? Remember how they were kind of like putting the crown in the mainstream media? I mean, they were loving him. Like, I have never seen anybody loved like him ever. I don't know about you guys. I mean, he was like loved. Obama being the Antichrist? I don't know, man. He's too, he's not strong. He doesn't have a strong enough backbone to be the Antichrist, does he? Uh, I, 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 I mean, maybe his wife. I think his wife is much stronger than he is. 
she could be. <laughs> she controls them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. But famines here, and the prices of food is going up, man. And I'm hearing about a possible civil war in China over the price of food going up globally. Yeah, so China's not as strong as people think it is. They've got a massive population no, feeding. They yeah. they got to feed a lot of people. Hey, hey you hear, you hear about the new generation of uh, Chinese? They're called what are they called? Lay laybacks or laydowns or where they're stepping away from just like what Americans did, the corporate lifestyle. And they said, you know what? I don't care about money. I want to have my time. I want to have my freedom, my space. And they're leaving these companies and moving to smaller towns and living their lives quiet. Maybe it's called Lay Quiet or something. Did you hear about these guys, these Chinese? Uh, I, I have, Thomas, but there's a, a lot of, there's millions of Christians in China that have underground churches. Their churches get bombed. Um, so you've got oh, really? a major resistance. Yeah, you've got a major resistance movement in the country because in their constitution, it's atheism. They're not supposed to allow any religion yeah, right? in China. Yeah, but they've got millions of Christians already in China. Yeah, I've traveled there. I was there for like three to six months, but, you know, you don't see things. You know, everything is under pretty quiet. You don't. Yeah, I, I so, was all over China. So Hawaii, Thomas, where are you moving to once you leave Hawaii? Yeah, I'm in Hawaii right now in Hilo. You said you wanted to leave, though. Where, where do you want to move to? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, man. It's a tough decision to make. It's tough to try to think of a place to go. I I'm mean, Hawaii's not a bad place to be. I mean, it's not a bad place. It's got water. I mean, it's raining right now, and most, you know, where I bought a lot, it has beautiful springs. We have endless amount of water. I'll never be thirsty, I don't think. You know, where do you go, California? Anywhere out west is in a drought. Uh, you yeah. got the storms on the east coast, you know, these hurricanes in Texas and the, in the Gulf. Uh, the only places that are safe are the north Midwest. Iowa, Whew. Nebraska, Illinois, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania. I'm not too fond of those climates. <laughs> well, you got Florida. You've got the Sunshine State. Yeah, that's where I moved from. I had to get out of there, man. It's too overpopulated and too much traffic, and everyone's kind of going bonkers down there, I think. You got everybody from everywhere, and uh, the New Yorkers, the East Coasters, and then you got the Midwesterns. It's all mixing up, and I don't know. I don't particularly like Florida anymore. What about the rural areas? Because the rural area where Tampa Rural area of Tampa, like Pasco County, or uh, oh, are you from, from been there? Oh yeah, I lived in Tampa for years. Yeah. Oh, you live in Tampa? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I these two. I live in Indiana now, but I lived there for years. But, oh, you live in Indiana there's now? Nice, yeah, there's some nice areas, uh, uh, rural areas of Tampa, of Tampa, Florida, out in the yeah, past true. Summer. How you how do you like the Indiana weather? The winters. Yeah. Yeah, it's harsh, but, hey, the Constitution in Indiana is very, very strong. That's one good thing. You're going to – the red states. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to give up some things for 
for others, you know, that you know are more valuable. So, you know, it's just a trade-off. And, uh, you know, you realize that as you get older, uh, wiser and older, that those trade-offs are worth it, you know. Yeah, it's time to stock up on food because uh, I'm going to get in that case. Yeah, I love to live in uh, Santa Barbara, California. You know, it's the best climate in the in, in the United States. It's expensive, but the climate's great. Yeah. And uh, but no, no, real quick, guys. You know, I want to notice the time, so we're gonna have to get ready to close things out in a little bit. Um, I've only got about uh, six minutes before I got to start closing things out. Uh, one of the things I want to make sure, you know, that you know, Trump's been saying in his his speeches, and one thing we need to watch out for is, you know, when he said, uh, you know, those votes that all came in for him, uh, or not for him, but for Biden, were like 96% of these of these drop boxes uh, came in were for, were for Biden. I mean, we're looking, that happens in dictatorship. That's the kind of stuff that happens yeah, in right. dictatorship. That in and of itself yeah, can kind of show believe, you right? it was rigged and, and where we're going. I mean, that stuff doesn't happen in the United States, you know. I mean, it might even – I mean, 96%. I mean, I could even see maybe 70%, you know, going to going to Biden. But 96%, I think that's – I think that, that those numbers right there, you know, show that there was, there, there was fraud going on, you know, but – uh, one the, thing to what do, uh, is the amount of voters is unrealistic that that many people actually voted as well as what you did, as well as what you just said. Trump said I had 75 million votes. I should have won at 64, 65. I I said how did I lose? <laughs> you know, well, they were able to yeah. They, I think it's more about breaking the uh, breaking the Republicans' uh, spirit and breaking their will. It's more about uh, intimidating the Republicans. To me, that's what that's what that uh, vote fraud was all about. What do you guys think about that? Oh, about that. We yeah. The, well, and you know, one, one thing uh, we did an episode uh, uh, earlier this year. Of course, you know, when when Rush Limbaugh passed away, we did a. You know, an episode, you know, to honor him. And uh, and one of the things that, that he said, one of the last things that he said is that we knew, and here's the thing I, I think, I, I don't like to use the word scary because I don't like living in fear. But this is what I think is scary is that, and he was right, Rush was right. He said, we knew the rig was coming. We knew. The steal was coming. We knew it was coming. And it happened anyway. Even though we knew what was going to happen, it happened anyway, and there was not a way for us to stop it. That's the scary thing. We knew it. Now, let me tell you a little backdrop. We, uh, I was working with uh, Watch the Vote USA back in 2016 when originally we thought that uh, that there's going to be electronic voter fraud uh, with Hillary Clinton. And and up until the night of the election, 
we were pretty confident when we were going to see Hillary Clinton win due to them stealing the election. And they were close to it, I mean, starting in, in Virginia. When I seen Virginia go to Clinton, I was like, oh, here we go. It comes. But I think that at the time, they knew we were on to them. I think, you know, the, the, I think they knew, you know, they knew we were on to them with, with the steal. And so I think they, they put a stop to it because, I mean, we worked with the guy, Jim Conda Jr., who through Rand Paul got a letter to Trump warning him about electronic voter fraud. So if you recall, you know, really close to the election of 2016, I mean, Trump always was talking about voter fraud, but he started talking more about electronic voter fraud in, towards the end of the campaign. And that was shortly after uh, Jim Cuddy Jr. was able to get that letter to Rand Paul uh, to, get to, to get to Trump. And now this time around, I, I mean, the, the reason why I think they, they were not able to go through with it in 2016, but they were because in, in 2020 is they had COVID. When he said, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, he would have won, I firmly believe that. Uh, because then they weren't only able to use yeah, electronic sure. voter fraud, which I've seen. Uh, I've seen elect the electronic fraud. I mean, I've seen vote flip. I've seen video votes of the votes literally being flipped. Then it didn't just happen to Trump. That kind of thing happened to Matt Bevin, who we've had here on the show. Uh, that happened to, uh, to Matt Bevin and his run for uh, his reelection for the governorship of Kentucky, in which he lost. Which he was the only Republican to the. They kept the House, they kept the Senate, but they lost the governorship. You know, in Kentucky that year. But you just don't, I mean, you just don't see those type of things happen, especially in, in, in states like Kentucky. So, but the, the thing that I think that really brought the steel over the top wasn't the electronic fraud. It existed, but I, I think it was part of it. But I think the major part was all those fake ballots, those millions of fake ballots that were put out. I think that's what, it, I think that's what cost Trump the election. But I do see we literally only got about five minutes left of the show uh, before I got to shut things down. So I like to do closing comments, and I do want to appreciate uh, you, Stephen, you, Thomas, uh, being on the show tonight. So let's get each one of you got a minute for closing comments, and then I have to close things out for the night. Um, so go ahead. Uh, we'll go with you uh, first, Steve, and then you, Thomas, and I have to close things out to get each one of you a minute, and then I've got to close things out. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just took their faith in the good Lord because I mean, it's just a bit, these are just biblical events happening, and um, if if it and if if it's biblical, it's going to be so big and so huge. We can try to resist it, delay it um, as much as possible. Hopefully, we can delay it. Uh, I mean, the famine. Pestilence and death. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, uh, it it's, it's just almost confirming the lockdowns create famine. I mean, the lockdowns, and I think the Delta variant lockdowns are going to be pretty extreme as well. And they're going to create famine. And we're dealing with Satanists, countries infiltrated, uh, the deep state, man, they've been around for a long time. and uh, to uproot 
and to dismantle the deep state. It's going to take a lot of work. So, you know, put your faith in Christ, man. Read that's the Bible. It's certainly is. Guys, have a good night. Certainly yeah. is. Yeah, and then go ahead, Thomas. And, you know, then I got to shut things down uh, for the safety. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I'll say real quick. Uh, you know, even though Trump, you know, I don't believe Trump will be your savior. I mean, he actually helped to kind of wake people up to say that, you know what, hey, we do have a chance. And there are people like us who believe and love this country and want to see it, you know, the way it was intended to be accessible and uh, a beacon of light for, uh, you know, those who uh, are here and those from the world who aren't here to see what they could have if they work and strive uh, uh, and you know, fight for what they want, you know. Uh, but I believe that what's going to have to happen is the dismantling of what we have today. It doesn't work. It'll never. We'll never get beyond what we see today. It'll only get worse. So until we dismantle what it is and reestablish what the founding fathers created, I believe you need a one-party system. I don't believe a two-party system works. You have you have all the guidelines and all of everything laid out, and you just follow it to that to that degree. You don't change anything. You know what I mean? It's already set. So what, what it is the country is designed and, to be. Well, and, is. I, and I've, um, and I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, the Irish system, which is uh, a multi-party system with uh, preferential voting. But I do got to clear things out. Uh, thank you very much, uh, guys, for coming on. We'll see you next week. Uh, we're going to have an interesting show, interesting guest on next week. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple times before, and, and that is Mark Hankel. He is. Uh, the National Polygamy Advocate. So it'll be interesting uh, to have him back <laughs> on to the show. So, so looking forward to uh, looking forward to that. It's always an interesting conversation with them. Uh, you'll be surprised as uh, some of our some of the conversation. But it will close tonight as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey, Aubrey Ashburn. Uh, thank you very much, uh, folks. Uh, have a good night, and see you next week. You're, you're here every you're here every Wednesday. Okay.